Welcome to a very special episode of ATO After the Whistle, the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan all season long. Normally on Tuesdays, Thanksgiving pushed some things back, but we had an extra special episode for you anyways this week, giving you reactions, analysis, and hot takes. And Patty... Well, how do you feel? We won the league. We won the league. <laughs> we won the league. <laughs> Sorry for blowing your ears out, but we fucking did it. We fucking did it. <laughs> oh my god, how good does that feel, though? Like it, it doesn't I, feel right saying it. It doesn't make it, any sense. It doesn't. Bro, make it any feels sense. ridiculous. It's that's a ridiculous <laughs> statement. Atletico Ottawa won the league. We've won the fucking league. We, we won put the league. It, I remember. I remember sitting next to Thomas. On mm-hmm. opening day of 2021, we were playing in the the bubble in Winnipeg. Uh, we were playing against FC Edmonton. Uh, we had scored a, a late goal to uh, to win our first game. VT had scored it, and then <laughs> T- Thomas drafts a tweet from the official CCSG account next to me that just says, "We are going to win the league." And oh, with like, the periods, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Should I tweet it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you it, totally it, should." <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, over here. <laughs> yeah, it didn't uh it didn't happen last year, but you know what? It fucking ended up happening this year. We won and we got it. We just we uh, and that uh that that tweet about like, oh, this is the one and only time Ottawa will be at the top of the league. That <laughs> that like tweet that everyone oh, has God, been that's a beautiful yeah, everyone has been retweeting. It's so good. Yeah. So good. That's, I love that's, that. That's I love a it. dead horse that we cannot stop beating, but it's No, funny. yeah, I mean I'm gonna beat that to a bloody pulp. Let's be real. Yeah. I think we all should. <laughs> um yeah, Pacific got a chance to catch us, but an 89th minute goal by Ottawa's very own Ben Fisk. Ottawa's which is... first captain, first player ever, seals the lead. Uh, I love how Ottawa. poetic, I love how poetic it turned out. Like, that's know, what wins us the league. <laughs> um, and in the 89th minute, too, which is the best part. So, yeah, um, exactly. I mean, I, I guess that was, it was, it was nice, it was a nice gravy go ahead because, like, then we kind of went into, into the game on the weekend just being like, well, you know, Hopefully the guys put on a good show for the fans because we already won the fucking league. Yeah, like, no, hard agree, yeah. hard agree. That's yeah. uh, that was the only thing on anyone's minds. It was like, man, if this result goes that way, then it's just going to be a party on Sunday instead. Uh, and, uh, yeah, luckily that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the draw is not what we wanted, but you know, I suppose it doesn't matter. Um, especially when we're playing against a sixth place garbage juice team like York Nine. So. <laughs> You gotta yeah, do what you gotta do. Yeah, let's let's talk about that game. Anyway. Let's it, talk it, about it. It started gray, ended up a little bit frustrating, didn't it? Yeah, first half, excellent, excellent, excellent. Man, I was like on top of the world watching at two in the morning here. I was like, yeah, boys are moving the ball, smooth the silk. You could hear all the communication. They were yelling at each other for like open passes, whatever. Um, and also, despite only having like thirty percent possession, they did exactly what we needed to do, which yeah. was the uh, the insane counterattacks. And we've been talking about them all season. These these kind of quick. Ottawa almost like, yeah, we, we play low and then as soon as we get possession, it's like a breakout and it's usually uh, uh, either either press through the middle by the midfields. Usually Ollie Bassett, obviously he's not there the, this game because mm. he's on yellow card accumulation. Yeah. But I was I was delightfully surprised by the by the lineup, even without Ollie, because I know a lot of people out there, including ATO fans, were pretty worried going into the game, missing Ollie and, and St. Miguel that like we were going to be in rough shape. And yeah, we had to get like, what, I think 27 under 21 minutes. 
um, yeah. which whatever. Yeah, twenty seven is what we needed. Which which was yeah, what, by the twenty seventh minute, everyone was celebrating. You're like we yeah, officially was, are in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so I mean, I, but again, I think I think all of us for the first half were just delightfully surprised by how well they played without Ollie because we've seen in in matches or or minutes in the past when Ollie's not been on his game or been missing that you know he he is is kind of our linchpin in in the transition between the defense and the offense and i think yeah. having him missing was a big worry for a lot of people but the 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 folks the players they had out there i think made a huge difference um and, and i mean obviously we're going to talk about a bunch of them but but i think that he was while he was missed i think all of us miss ollie when he's not playing i i mm. don't think the boys at least for the first 45 um had had any struggles specifically no, well, I mean, especially like obviously you watch the game, but then you know refresh, you watch the highlights, and I mean, you see how many chances were there in the first mm-hmm. half. It was just go, 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 and I was like, oh my god! Like, especially like you said, <laughs> only had like thirty percent uh, possession, but I mean, we were the only ones really knocking on the door. It was it was really good to see us play that type of attacking football at you know uh, uh, at home. And normally we try the attacking football, but it doesn't work out because we're better on the road. But uh, yeah, and with Ollie missing, I think a lot of that probably went through the wingbacks. I mean, Carl and, and, and Max were both fantastic, so we just took a different route. We got there a different way, but uh, we took our shots. We did, sure. yeah, which was which was nice to see. And I, I know we've talked in the past about, like, Ottawa. I mean, generally speaking, I'm going to say statistically speaking, we usually capitalize on, on big chances. Mm-hmm. Um, and this game was no different. Um, yep. the, the chances we did get were were the ones that we really – you know, rocketed home. I mean, Tiso scored another goal, which makes two in a row from the man from Gatineau. Like, yeah. <laughs> and and honestly, like, what what a beautiful goal it was. It was nice. Like, it was nice. It, that, that, it was, that whole attacking sequence. I was like, well, yeah. there was three shots on target before, like, that resulted in that goal. <laughs> yeah, well, you're lying. Was, that's was, just it, right? Like, Brian's and then Tablas and then his. I was like, what the fuck? Like, we're just peppering him. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was good too. And, and again, it's it's really great to see Max bury those ones because he has been, you know let's just say i'm gonna use a neutral term and say somewhat inconsistent um all season and in the last two games you've really seen max fired up which i which i think Mm -hmm. is like nice to see because you really see the flashes of what maxime tiso can bring to a team especially on a wing uh, in in a wing back role um because not only is he is great at running down the line the same way kind of carl is on the other side but he can also finish and and i think that you know, when you when you compare and contrast, I would say like on opposite sides of the field, obviously you've got Carl and, and Maxime Tiso. Mm-hmm. I think that Maxime Tiso has that little bit of kind of sparkle, we'll call it, um, you know, where he can he can move in on the play and, and finish, you know, a pop up from Carl or uh, uh, a rebound from a Balu Tabla shot. Um, so gr- anyway, I, I, I love to see it. I love to see Max and I love to see how stoked he is whenever he scores too, which yeah, is, which is excellent, especially at home. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's great. Uh, we have a song for him and it's, I think it's awesome that we get to sing it every time he, he buries one of those. So great work, Max. <laughs> awesome. Gonna awesome, hear, awesome. We're going to have to hear, I'm going to have to ask, uh, some of the home fans cause I haven't asked it, but we're gonna have to hear from them. If, if he did the Ronaldo sue after he scored again, this, Oh time. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Cause the camera cut away and I didn't see it, but, <laughs> but no, it was good. Um, so yeah, great, great finish by, uh, by Max. Great to see that. Um, and I'm speaking of finishing, uh, I know we kind of sometimes shit on Brian Wright a little bit this season, but <laughs> what a, what a, what a uh, poking from Carl's, uh, Carl's 
Carl's ball, like just pops yeah. it into the box, and then 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 uh, and then Brian just pops up and just redirects it right into the net. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, proper it was, it was goal that way. <laughs> well, it, it was funny too because the 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 chance kind of like maybe I think it was like a few minutes before that that chance where he like basically missed a header into an open net and i was like oh fuck yeah. here we go like yeah. i was like yeah. it's gonna be one of those brian wright games where mm-hmm. he's just like he's he's close but not quite there um and then and then holy shit did he prove me wrong <laughs> along with all the other doubters because uh yeah he buried that goal at 43 minutes which i mean it was and the build-up was super nice it was really um, nice. the little pop up and then Brian was able to kind of just finish the finish the movement, um, which, you know, it's again, you're, you talk about a proper poacher goal. I think that yeah. was that was textbook. It was textbook. Yeah. Great finish. Um, <laughs> I, I, I liked Brian. Honestly, I think he played a good 70 minute shift um, early on. I Again, like I was worried because, you know, you kind of saw a little bit of that Brian, right? Like, oh, well, you know, he's kind of not chasing the ball down, but I think he found his fire. And, and once he scored, he played a lot better, I think, uh, after that. Yeah, I mean, I know there's there's an episode weeks back, whatever, we were talking about whether he's one of those strikers that needs lots of opportunities before burying one. And, I mean, we saw that, like, especially when he had the header that he missed, he had, like, a left-footed shot that he had missed. It was like, oh, man, but he's getting into those positions to get those chances. Yeah. And then to see him finish off, like, the most difficult of the chances. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was it was like, the one that did. I was like, I was like, there's no way. And then he did it, and I was like, oh, okay, all right. I guess I'll just I'll just shut up, I guess. Yeah, that was like a, like a moment of the match fucking moment. I was like, how? Just how? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then to go into halftime two nothing, I was like, ah, oh, so yeah. good, so yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And but then... yeah, let's. I mean, let's talk about the second <laughs> half, Johnny. Oh my God, was that ever messy? What does Martin messy, say messy, in there? Messy. He's. I don't. Like... He said, "Listen, you gotta do our. You 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 can't lose this. It's our." He last was probably match. like, "Listen, I don't anything. I don't want to get fired. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> like the man is teetering on the edge of getting canned. I think for next season. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I I think I along with all of the other Capital City supporters and any other ATO fans went from like being like on top of the world, super confident that we had it in the yeah. bag, to just like terrified that we were somehow going to take an L at home. And yeah, <laughs> I was like yeah. not okay same, with it same. to end the end the season. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got I got to give him credit. De Rosario was hell bent, I think, on taking us down a peg was, in the second dude, half. He was so angry, like especially as like after the the first one was called offside, and he was like fucking bullshit. You can see it right there. I'm like, this yeah, guy, he pulled a real a real, a, a real Malcolm Shaw from last from last yeah. week. Where he's, he's like got the attitude. He's yeah. gonna, I mean, you know, that's the type of thing you want on your team, right? And I mean, he did. The thing is, is that they were saying on the obviously there was nothing to play for on the commentary. They were saying there was nothing to play for. He was probably the only person on that pitch that had something to play for because he wanted those two goals to get the, to win the golden boot. He did, yeah. yeah. He, there was so, a golden which, boot in the balance, right? which he which he didn't. So which you know, he did not. unfortunately for him, typical but, yeah. typical typical L for York nine. So, um, <laughs> but but I mean, yeah, he. I think that he 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 was he was really out there to. He had an axe to grind. I think. Um, I he along with with uh, with saw like man. I'm I like I honestly kind of like midway through the second half. I remember sitting there being like, man, it, it's almost like these guys are out to hurt people. Oh, it was <laughs> rough, dude. Like they probably both could have been sent off. I saw as they probably should have been sent off at some point. It was it was. A oh, yeah, for sure. Like, honestly, like the the the. 
De Rosario, like when he got that second warning, and I was like, "Bro, you've yeah. already warned this guy. You carded him. You warned yeah, him, and then you exactly. warned him That's, again." I'm yeah, like, "You that, can't." That no, like, I'm sorry. Right there, that should yeah. be chucking right there. I was the same thing. I was like, "What are you doing?" Like, what? Yeah, and 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 it, of course, like all the players crowded the ref, and I was like, "Oh, he's gonna he's gonna fucking fold like a house of cards." He's because yeah. it's a CPL ref, and he's gonna be like, "I'm sorry." Like, <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean, you know what? He should have sent like off that when we get a yellow for complaining, but he doesn't get the yellow for the action. Yeah, which is wild. Like, and then, is this, well, and then, and then, like, I think it was a couple, like, you know, a couple plays later, and so I, like, you know, when he fucking finger blasted Carl in the eye, and I was yeah, like, bro, yeah, like, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then it showed Carl afterwards, and I was like, the dude has a black eye, like, yeah. and, and nothing, nothing. It's bleeding um, from his eye. You're like, what the yeah. hell is going on? But also, it made Carl look like way more badass <laughs> for the rest that of the game. True. I was like, that's a, that's Mr. Ottawa right there. <laughs> so, yeah. These, so yeah. these games, I think this is like low key, probably one of the bigger and one, and also one of the more underrated um, rivalries in the league to tell you the truth every single game is chippy as fuck like they're all like this now and they're all very close well, and I, I, I think it, it, it's it's you always see it. You always see the build up. Um, I know there was a bunch of like back and forth on social media and like stuff about the York fans whining that they couldn't <clears> bring a drum in or blah, 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 blah. I mean, at the end of the day, they just it sounds like from what I saw and from talking to some of the fans in their SG, like they just didn't put the effort in to like get it approved beforehand and then we're upset about it and then like last minute tried to reach out and like whatever but but it's 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 interesting because i think you're right i think we have developed this like real rivalry mm-hmm. in like a the best way because i think that like ottawa and new york i would consider us especially in the second half of the season are our two teams that lock horns um almost almost in a way that that is is equal on both sides because mm. york ha- is on the upswing ottawa is trying to you know at this at this point in the second half of the season or second third of the last third of the season um we're trying to maintain where we're at pick up a few w's here and there but draws are okay for us at that point york is desperate to try and make the playoffs so and then they signed a guy like Moba Bouli and you know they've got De Rosario who's probably like the best one of the best under 21 players in the league um and you know yeah i think i think that uh, you know i hesitate to say this and i think i'm you might also be on the same wavelength as me johnny uh i hesitate to say this that i think next season i'm actually very worried about york um as a, as a force because i think that if they can get a coach who doesn't suck um, I think they're going to be they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I think that, you know, this year sucks for them because we've seen the the quality of play that comes out of York. And I, God, I feel this is fucking shitty. I don't, I don't want to. Like, I, <laughs> I think I think the end of their season has really shown yeah. that I don't, the coach wasn't the problem. The problem was probably just things like recruitment injuries. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yep. Like when you when you recruit right, like it brings someone like Mobabouli in. Um, and then think. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't excuse. It doesn't excuse their shitty fans, but, <laughs> but <laughs> or I mean, lack you know, thereof. In the but. in the run into the end of the season, they've had what like three three goal games. I mean, they're firing yeah. all cylinders right now. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Like going into next season, um, if they stop messing around, signing fifty players that they don't need, uh, if they stop taking random chances on random uh, internet South American internationals that are completely unproven, you know, if they stop doing bullshit like this and start doing what they've been doing lately, then I mm. think they have. Yeah, a real chance to do some damage and yeah when we talk about our head-to-head other other than them knocking us out of the cup after a draw and then in penalties um i believe we're one win each and the rest draws for our entire yep. uh, history playing against each other yeah so so yeah i mean I, again <clears throat> all things considered i mean i'm not a huge fan of york i'm really glad though that we've developed a rivalry with them because mm-hmm. that's a trap that's a travelable distance oh exactly for, for both for both one. teams 
for both teams. So I think that's like a lot of fun that we have that kind of like rivalry that's just been built. Um, and, and, you know, I, I mean, again, I don't know if you saw the, 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 um, the giantsopolis like undercover fucking interviews. And I was like, you know what? Like I, I gotta give them credit. I think that, I think that they recognize that, yeah, he's not gonna be playing, but I think they recognize that like, we do have a little bit of a rivalry mm-hmm. and they, they had that kind of social media, whatever. And it yeah. was, it was, it was, fun it was a fun clip I, fun. I liked it and yeah. it kind of like really galvanized that rivalry a little bit as well mm-hmm. so uh so i like to see it i want to i want to see more of it i want to like you know battle it out with york next season too um but you know who refocusing to right now york is eliminated and they've been yeah. eliminated for a while it, it, so it fuck them. next season and not next week no. <laughs> exactly exactly um yeah, so speaking of like shitty performances, uh oh my god, the officiating. Can we uh like again, I don't want to like spend forever in a dog's age on this, but like 26 fouls, 7 yellow cards, like uh I and I get it. It's a chippy game. You're right. It's a chippy game. Mm. Um but I think there was a lot of yellows that didn't need to happen. There was a lot of yellows that should have happened that didn't. Mm. Um and it, honestly, the it, watching games like this makes me terrified for the playoffs because I'm the fact that I'm more worried about which referees are selected to, to officiate playoff matches <laughs> than I am about yeah. players' performance or team yeah. performance tells you everything you need to know about this league. Um which is uh, yeah, Speaking of yellow yeah, card accumulation, we ha- we we thought, but here, but here's the thing: we were we we didn't get any suspensions, and from what I gather, I actually have read from other sources on the internet in the past few days that apparently accumulation does get wiped. For yeah. the whole playoffs. Yeah, so so and the then, fact I know that it was a surprise for everybody. The fact that we have had this debate. Yeah, literally, like <laughs> fans are doing this for weeks, and like yeah. it's written, it's written on the in the rule book, it's written on the website, and the fact that it was ambiguous enough that fans are like, well, what does that actually mean? And the yeah. league was like, no, I don't know. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, great, like that. So anyway, good news for everyone out there. Yellow cards from what we gather, but I mean, fuck. The worst part is like I'm like I could this podcast comes out tomorrow, and then maybe on Saturday. Saturday morning they're like no actually they do <laughs> it's carry gonna over. be different yeah. <laughs> like, so it's, it's uh, good for, news for now if if, yeah. uh, if if diego gets a yellow in the first game of the semis that doesn't mean he's gonna be out for the second game you know oh I mean, god that's, that's and like shit, if so anyone's gonna get a yellow in the first game of the semis <laughs> it's gonna be diego um yep, yeah um i mean you know what like let's let's talk i mean i guess i guess we'll shift gears um i want to talk about the the man who took a wooden spoon mess of a club mm-hmm. <laughs> to a league championship el jefe yep. Carlos Juan Gonzalez. Um, Man, like, Jesus Christ, this man, like, can we discuss what he has done with this team? It's, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mentality that was completely absent from, from the, the, the club, the play, the culture, the, the spirit, everything around it has just been a complete 180. And I mean, we see it whenever we even just watch training clips, whenever we see reactions after games and things like oh, this, locker, just, the locker room is, videos. Yeah, exactly. Like, the locker room stuff. It's, it's it, it, the entire spirit of this team was completely turned around. And yeah, you can see that when we worst to first. Forever, yeah. we're forever first to be worst to first. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's 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 cool to see because I think that Carlos has brought um, the 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 mentality, like you said. Mm. I think Carlos, it, it's less about the skill or the players they signed. Yes, we had some good signings in the off season. Yes, we've had some good pickups during the season, young players, whatever, some loans. Um, but I think that it all boils down to the fact that Carlos has been able to cultivate a, a camaraderie and a, a, t- a teamwork atmosphere that 
players want to play better because mm-hmm. they know that, you know, it's almost like they're like, oh, I'm trying to like make the coach <clears throat> proud. Um, yeah. And anyone that's played sports, you know, if you have a good coach who instills those values and who instills the like kind of the, the direction of the team and what they want to see, you see it in the actual performance on the on the pitch because the players are motivated to go out and do those things. And they're, you know, they want to get that, that W sticker. They want to be that guy that gets the sticker to put it on the list or, or they want to be, you know, Carlos talking about them in a post game interview or whatever. Like, so again, hats off Carlos. We're so, we're so glad to have you this season. Well, Um, you need, you need a a coach that people are going to run through walls for if, especially if you're going to play that type of football. Yes. Um, It's like when you see, uh, uh, Atletico Madrid players talk about uh, you know Cholo Simeone. They're like, listen, mm-hmm. like he teaches us that sometimes in football you need to suffer and you need to be, you know, willing to suffer. You need to be happy about suffering, and that's things like absorbing pressure, seeing games out, holding on to leads, holding on to draws if you're away. But even like but this. even losing, and, but even losing, you have to be able to lose and like be able to take the, a loss, not as like, oh my god, this is the end of the world, but take a loss and say like, all right, let's look at what we did wrong and let's improve for next time. Like, look what happened after that six, one blowout that we had early in the season. Yeah. Everyone was like, Oh, here we go. This is the, the slide for Ottawa. And instead Carlos took that and he turned it into something beautiful, which is us winning the league, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah. but well, it's, but, it's uh, true. And I mean, you see, like, obviously there's some games this season that, you know, one or two where there's been late goals and we lost points or, you know, we mm-hmm. have draws instead of wins, things like this. But, um, you know, last season it was every other game. We could yep. see the late goal and drop points. Uh, we'd give up a, a cheap penalty and then drop points and shit like that. That's that's mentality stuff, right? That's that's uh, yeah, not it's mental toughness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the fact that we that we are able to see out games, you know, the fact that we're able to hold leads, the fact that we're able to go away to Calvary and win three nothing and three one, <sighs> things like this is it's per it's 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 completely down to coaching and, and mentality and team spirit and just willing to put the work in, absorb pressure, suffer and really just punish people on the counter. I mean, we yep. won, like, he just won us the league playing defensive football. Yeah, boring, boring football, Johnny. The quote, quote unquote, <laughs> boring counterattacking defensive football. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 again, you know, I, I can't say enough about Carlos Gonzalez. And also, like, I love how humble he is. Like, I've never, like, he, he doesn't come off in any of his interviews. And, like, I've met him, you know, a few times at events and stuff. He never comes off as like someone who's like <clears throat> showboating or like a little bit full of himself or whatever. And I'm not saying there's coaches around the league that, um, you know, act like that. Um, one of them has the grossest beard I've ever seen in my life. But <laughs> I think that I think that Carlos has has on top of being uh, and cultivating that that mentality within the team. He's also mm-hmm. a very humble and and well-respected coach, mm-hmm. um, especially. And I mean, now that the fact that we've won the league, like. I can't see anyone giving him a run for his money for coach of the year. And that's just me as an ATO fan, but I just, I don't know how they would ever be able to take that from him at this point. Um, you know, it might've been a question mark if we had, you know, dropped points or whatever. Um, but I mean, there's to me that it's a, it's a, you know, it's an empty net goal at this point. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. Like, <laughs> like I said, I thought, I thought it's, I thought it's been a lock for weeks now, but it's, yeah. it's a, it's a double triple lock now. Clearly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so let's start with the game because we've been just uh, <laughs> yeah, talking about everything else. Um, so four five one was the formation. Uh, notable absences because of yellow card accumulation, yeah. namely Hollywood and uh, Saint Miguel. 
Mm-hmm. Um, McKendry, Becky, Camus, and Tiso. Espeo uh, as well because we didn't want uh, him to get yeah, another. Yeah, that's to get true. The, uh, also Espeo. So those are, um, those are the three, three uh, pretty big pieces. Three well, big and pieces. they're three of the, again. Yeah, you're right. Those are like three of our biggest. Uh, well, two of our biggest defensive players, and then arguably, actually, I'm not. I can't even say arguably. Golden Scarf winner Ollie Bassett, best player of the, of the season. <laughs> so we're Ollie missing Miguel and Diego, who are the three that have basically been on all of the CPL pundits uh, team of the year. Yeah, basically, team of the years. A bunch of the team of, of the years have come out. So, <laughs> so exactly. So all we're missing, missing all three of them for a game. So, um, but you know, the, Carlos did what he does best, um, and he he managed. Um, you had a Sissoko in a low six, uh, Alleman Howarth on the wings, and Bahus Tabla. Uh, in the middle and Brian Wright at the tip of the spear. So, uh, sorry, yeah. So, I mean, again, not, not a, I'm going to call it a traditional formation for Carlos, but I think he made the best with what he's got. Um, and it was surprisingly effective, I think, to counter, especially to counter York's attack profile, uh, because it basically completely neutered Mo Babuli, which I think was the biggest concern for most ATL yeah, fans out there. We were like, was. oh, Babuli's about <laughs> to come out here and have a shooting gallery on, yeah. on in this case, Sean Melvin. Um, and I think we were all happy with the fact that the way that he had structured the defense, it, it isolated the middle of the pitch so that Babuli really just didn't get a lot off. Um, yeah, we had De Rosario who, who managed to, you know, do his thing. Um, and you had Wilson who also put in, put in a goal as well late game, but like, yeah, Babuli was a non-factor. I think he like, he shot like a close to a six on fought mob score like not Something great like that like, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, that's that's all what the thing obviously they have a lot of attacking prowess and you know you mm-hmm. can you, you, you it, it's 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 a hard ask to have uh two of your best defenders out and to try and neutralize mobile uh osaze di rosario and like uh ensa on the wings as well yeah so uh you know you get one one out, of, one out of three, I guess, ain't bad, but... Uh. <laughs> but, uh, but also, like, I'm yeah, happy that the really one out of the three, I think, was the most dangerous. Of oh, the yeah, team. if they just walked over us with, like, a three-goal game and then we took the L, that would have been that would have been pretty tough to take. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so anyway, I think they did a good job of, of yeah. neutralizing the attack where they could. Yeah, the second half, not so pretty. <laughs> it, it was weird, because we've, ha- we've almost had, like, I think, a flip <clears throat> mid-season, where, like, early season, it was like, we're a second-half team, and then as the, as the team gelled and got, like, a little bit more co- cohesive, we started to, like, see the opposite, where, like, in the second half, we'd make some changes, and the team would kind of, like... There's be some cracks. I'm gonna call it in the in the, in the formation, um, but uh, but yeah. So anyway, unfortunately, we managed to blow it. Um, but uh, but you know, uh, you you listen to Johnny and I every week. But let's hear what uh, what Carlos has to say about that game uh, in the post game interview. I think the first thing that we have to do is recover the bodies, and so that we are all in a good starting point on Tuesday. Uh, and from that starting point, I think that we've shown through all the season that we are a team that, that is able to win anyone, anywhere. So this is going to be the target uh, for next Saturday, get there to Victoria and not grab the three points, but grab a good result so that we can go further in the in the playoffs. There you go. And he also talks about going forward towards playoffs. He says, we feel we could beat anyone, anywhere. Yeah, I yeah, I think it's, right. I think, you know what, he, tenacity, I think that's what he, what he kind of, it comes down to, and I, I think that it's, it's interesting to hear him say, like, <laughs> he's like, we go, we're going to Pacific and we want a good result, and I'm like, oh, that might not be a win, but then you look at our, our, our 
uh, record against Pacific at Starlight is not great, but our record yeah. at home against Pacific is great. And so it's like I kind of like see where he's coming from when he says those things. Of like, yeah, we're you know we're gonna go out and we're gonna try and get a good result. And I think that Carlos will be happy with a draw. I think that as much as I would love a win, I think you would love a win. A draw would be okay as well, um, because this is a, again a, a two-game series, a home and away, and we do play better against Pacific at home. So, well, you know, now I, that is that is to say that we actually we have one win and one loss against Pacific at home. Yeah, but I, I think we, we, we talked about it like we early season, draw and, and we have one draw and one loss away. So yes, it is yeah. better. It is better Slightly. at home, but they are one of the only teams in the league that we have a losing record against. True, but I also do think that that even our loss at home, I mean, we talked about it earlier in the season. Like our yeah. loss at home, we played one of the best games we've ever yeah, played and we lost. That is true. So yeah. you know, yeah, okay, that's the record. But I, I do think that that ATO plays better uh against Pacific specifically at home. I mean, yeah. we play better on the road in general, but mm-hmm. yeah. You're right. They're a weird team to play against, I think, yeah, for us. For sure. That them and Valor yeah. annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and everyone else that's probably listening right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's. Uh, I mean, let, let's make the turn. Let's make the turn to stats. Two stats. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say two words: terrorism football. <laughs> Basically, seventy thirty possession. As oh my god, it's a and much it's fun. like it was literally just like the game. I felt like the game was just York passing the ball around yeah. and then making a silly mistake like they always do, and we just and like ATO just punishing them for it. And like, uh, I mean the cargo counter trademark pending the uh, cargo full, counter it was on <laughs> full display that. like honestly like i think that that's that's he's he's put it out there i think that we've seen it all season and and in this game it was it was super effective as mm-hmm. they would say um because you know we we saw how hard we pressed on a on a counter and like yeah okay great we didn't have a lot of possession but when we did have the ball we were we were smart with it we were effective with it and we had a ton of pressure in their half um and yeah okay great not every play worked out the way we wanted it to but when we did pick up maybe one of those interceptions or a turnover low to midfield um and we were able to turn it around and, and press from the wings or press up the center um so yeah i i, I like to see it um you know it, i think <laughs> i mean it was yeah you're right 70 30 split everyone knows what side of that split ato is on because that's just how we play um yeah we got outshot 74 percent accurate passes you know that's that's counterattacking football right there yeah we got outshot but we outshot them on on target eight shots and and also we missed zero of our big chances which is very again you know in the in the under the gun we made all of our 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 big chances um yeah, I mean, let's talk your your favorite stat, Johnny. They had eight corners. <laughs> we had one. <laughs> a single solitary corner. Also, shout out to Mo Babuli for fucking up every corner that he took. I was so happy. <laughs> like, whenever he was, like, lining up for a corner, I was like, oh, God, please fuck this up. And he did every time. So <laughs> I was so stoked. Like, rifling it into the, the close defender, putting it way over the net on the other side, putting it out of play. Like, I loved I loved it is, watching it. It, was, it is it was very great. curious because, I mean, when, when he was at Forge, obviously, you know, you've got uh, Tristan Borges and Kyle Becker. Like, you, you have set-piece specialists, so I don't really know yep. how many of those he took when he was there. And then he walks into York, and then all of a sudden he's the set-piece guy and uh, basically yeah, drops I, the ball every time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But you know what? I'm not going to complain about it because yeah, uh, I think it contributed to to this game us doing all right um oh man okay so i got i got i got to run this stat by you so mm. york let's talk about passing york yeah. 
517 passes. Mm-hmm. Ottawa, 251. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and the best part is only 74 of those 251 passes were in their half. <laughs> the rest are all in our half. <laughs> uh, just, we had 74 stupid, in their half. They had 288 st- in our half. <laughs> such a stupid stat. <laughs> They had almost. They had more. They had more passes in our half than we had passes. <laughs> All game. Oh my god. However, we had seven shots inside their box, and they had six inside of ours. So yeah, exactly. Really, what's, so, uh, what's, what, what are you trying to do at the end of the day? <laughs> you know. Yep. Yep. And so much like no finish, York couldn't finish either. So <laughs> and they snuck the draw out. Um, yeah, I mean, we uh, some positives. I think we won 72% of our tackles. We had six block shots and 24 clearances without Diego Espeo. He was <laughs> so, I mean, and he, it, you know how many clearances they had, Johnny? Four. Um, four clearances. <laughs> I guess if we're never uh, in their half, they don't really have a lot of need to clear Exactly, the yeah. But, I mean, we, on top of that, we beat them in ground duels, <clears throat> successful dribbles, and interceptions. You love to see it. So, uh, I mean, like, yeah, you you talked about it. We, seven of eight shots were inside the box for us. Mm. Seven of their 13 shots were outside the box, um, which to me is a, a, a testament to the defensive effort of Drew's crew, also patent pending. Drew's yep. <laughs> <laughs> crew, the Drew's crew. I want, you know, you mentioned the tackle stat, and I want to go back to that because that's actually pretty yep. huge. 18 tackles, one compared to their eight. You know, yep. they only had 53% one, ours was 72% one. We let every single defensive stat, really, except for aerial duels one and keeper saves, because we had no keeper saves, and they had three. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll yeah. talk about that a little bit later, but... <laughs> but uh... Yeah, no, and, and you're right. I think that this was, again, uh, an example of a game where Ottawa put up the defense that we we know and love. Mm-hmm. And I think it was effective enough that, yeah, we didn't finish the way we did, uh, or the, I guess the way we wanted to. But at the same time, I, I think that it was effective in as far as we needed it to not just be not be a loss. And yeah, second half wasn't <clears throat> didn't go the way we wanted it to. But like, it's also important to it's also important to note that we dropped points because of you know two really special moments from them. You know they weren't routine yep. moments. It was a fantastic cross with a towering header from Dero. But uh, I don't know how he got his fucking head to that. I have no idea. Two of our defenders, but he just he made them look like children and got there mm-hmm. and then pounded it in. And then the other one was a fucking bicycle kick assist into the box of Jordan Wilson. So like, I mean, these. Yeah, I think Wilson was even moments, surprised right? to get that. <laughs> it's like it was the bicycle kick, and I was like, he, there's no way he knew that was coming to him. <laughs> <laughs> it was a flub shot that happened to land to the one open person in the middle of the box. So yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. So I mean, you know what? Two two draw. That's that's just how it happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about the two disallowed goals at the end of the match. Yeah. <laughs> in a row. Um, so Joey, you know, shouts out to Joey Hayno, our 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 very best friend on on the stats side. Yep. Um, he you know, he he sometimes sends us this let's go to VAR where he reviews yeah. <laughs> in his like you know, is is his 
special way. He, you know, he he looks at like screen grabs and gives All us the lines details. and like, oh, yeah, like watching frame than, by frame slow motion. Like, yeah, far more um, details than I care to look at it with. Yeah, like I mean, I'm I'm down with talking stats, but like yeah. Joey goes to another level. Um, so let's talk about the first one. So you had the York recalled goal at 58-28. Um, they got called for offside. So well, uh, I mean, I think the timing was pretty narrow. I think once you watch back the replay, like Dero played into our offside trap. I think that our offside trap really was effective against the the York offense, it especially was. in the second half. Time um, was very close. Yeah, so I, th- I think in that case, VAR probably would have been called, um, but I don't think it would have been a good goal. Like, honestly, I think it was the right call on the pitch. I think he was offside based on what we saw, so... It's very close. I know. I know. Joey thinks it was off. Um, th- uh, real realistically, <clears throat> it, you know, it could have gone either way. I think it could have gone. It could have gone either way. If I'm a York fan, I'm probably pretty pissed about that being called off. If I'm Dero, I'm probably pissed about that being called off. But it's one of those things where it's like, is it beyond? Uh, uh, is it a, an ob- a clear and obvious error on the on the field? And I would say probably not. So I think yeah. the, the the being called offside was was yeah. Was the good call? Was uh, Oliver Minitel's goal that was called offside? Was that offside? Yeah, it was offside by like three feet. That's why he didn't complain about it. <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah. So, and I mean, I mean, again, you know what? D Rowe ended up getting his goal like fucking five minutes after that. Anyway, so, anyways, yeah. No, that's um, that's yeah, good. So, R called off. Oh boy, can we talk about this? So, eighty-nine fifteen. Let's go in some uh, detail on this one because this one has a little bit more more to. Do sect here <laughs> yeah so so um from what i slash you slash also joey because he gave us a, a very detailed breakdown um yeah. i i think that basically there was a free kick mckendry lined up for it we were all positioned fairly well uh vlad was probably the highest player i think and if you mm-hmm. look on the replay he was the furthest kind of down on your screen on the uh, on the far left side so uh the ball's kicked the ball is onside because Jordan Wilson's left shoulder, the ball hits it. So which which automatically makes the play onside um, because it's it's considered, quote unquote, a handball. So the, the ball gets played. It makes contact with an on-ball player. At no, I, I think at no point is is Vlad offside on that kick um, just by virtue of that that shoulder bounce. Yeah. Vlad kicks across the body of Insa. <clears throat> he makes contact with the ball first. So I don't think he he again intentionally you know ran into or, or hit Insa. um and saw kind of like does this dance around whatever ball flies left Rooch blows his whistle and i think that that was the point at which most of us were like what the fuck just happened i think everybody out there was like is that an offside mm-hmm. call yeah. the the assistant ref didn't have his flag up or flag down i guess um and so we were all kind of confused shaw volleys it in the net goal everyone's excited about it yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we just won in the 89th minute whatever and it was a banger um, that was like a bar a down freaking was... volley up too as well it was yeah. amazing it was amazing yeah exactly so so i think the the question was like there wasn't an offside it wasn't a handball and there really wasn't a reasonable foul i think anyone yeah. out there watching it they were like it it, it wasn't a foul against us so mm-hmm. I think all of us are kind of at a loss. I think it's a good goal. I think looking back and watching it in slow motion. I mean, again, we're we're, we're armchair armchair referees watching the 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 
footage. Um, I know a lot of people who were in the dub who were in that end during the, the game also said the same thing. They were like, it's unbelievable that this got called. Um, so in my opinion and also Joey's opinion and probably your opinion as well, <laughs> um, it should have it should have been a fair goal. Um, and we got we got robbed a little bit, um, which sucks because that would have been the go ahead, which would have given us the W. But you know what? Again, D Rose goal was called off. Our goal was called off. We ended up with what we got. So yeah, so that was that's a confusing thing. The AR doesn't put his flag up, so obviously it's not an offside. And then they give them a free kick, and so the, clearly it must have been for a foul. You know, we we didn't hear of it. So you just we, that was just what we deduced because of the the arm motions of the of the ref. And but I personally don't players, know where the foul was. <laughs> I don't know where. The, well, the thing is, is that he he fell for it, right? Like the thing, there was two of their players that put their arms up, uh, uh, probably asking for an offside that didn't yep. happen. Oh, they did. They yeah. do that all the time, right? He probably saw that and assumed it was something about a foul, and then didn't even think twice about it. Didn't even go and ask the second ref if he saw a foul. Just said no. Nope, but that's like, it. but the worst another, part another that example is, of us getting exactly. called off a bullshit fucking goal in a set piece of a foul that didn't happen. It happened well, like, like twice like, last season. We, it's happened this season. <laughs> Jeez, Johnny. <laughs> no, it pissed, that shit pisses me off, man. It's, it's no, for sure. Good, these good but goals I, are getting called off for nothing. But I think, like again, we've seen it in the past, and uh, not with this referee, but we've seen it in the past where the referee has run, has had the the call on the pitch, made the whistle, and then runs over to the assistant ref, and they have a discussion, and then they make the actual call. And I think that in this case, that's probably what should have happened. Mm-hmm. Is they probably should have ran over because I guarantee you the assistant ref would been like, nope, it was onside. And then it's like, well, did you see the foul or not? And it's like, well, you didn't see it. All right, then it's a good goal. So you know what? Here we are. Again, I'm not gonna like cry over spilled milk because we're still the regular season champions. Yeah. But yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a it's a bullshit call in my opinion. Yeah, and is. I think most people's opinion out there. So yep, yep. Here we are. Here we are. Anyways, what? Uh, <laughs> it's just because the the thing is that is that the ball actually fires into the roof of the net before you even hear the whistle as well. So yep. like that that really should have been something he went and had a conference with the uh, with the AR about being like, okay, yeah, which what did you which see? he didn't. So you know what? Um, that's probably why he won't win fucking efficient of the year. I don't know if there's many <laughs> candidates for that, but <laughs> I mean, there's lots of candidates, but there's not really many that are worthy of it, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. and anyone else's, I think. <laughs> Anyways, on to the positives now. Stand up. Yes. Players. How Let's good were our wingbacks? How good were both uh, of our wingbacks? Yep, yep. Both of our <laughs> wingbacks were excellent. Uh, Maxime Tiso, obviously. Um, not mm. only did he get a goal, um, but for the last two games, I'm I'm hoping he. This is like the new normal for Max Tiso, um, because we've seen just consistent, consistent play from Max. Yeah. Uh, he's engaged. He threatened on the wings on every counter. He put the work in, even though he was stretchered off at 35 minutes. Uh, he still managed to be six for nine on accurate passes. He won all of his ground duels. There you go. And he picked up two recoveries in 35 yep. minutes, plus his goal. Like you know what? Yeah. Those are defensive stats that we like to see along with the good offensive stats as well. Exactly. So so we love to see that the back and forth from our wingbacks um, and Max really just put on a show for the 35 minutes. Um, we're really glad. I Again, you know, it came out um, after the game. Everyone was kind of worried because a knee injury is always mm. a little bit dicey. Yeah. Um, and then it came out that it was just a cut. It was funny because like Max himself was the one that tweeted it out and was like, yeah, oh, I'm fine, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, He's like, I saw, I saw, the, I saw it was a cut and I saw my bone and that was why yeah, that, 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 that was, was my wife. Like, I think everybody, was like, I, I know at home, I was like, I saw the, I saw it and I saw all the blood and I was like, and then I saw Max's face and I'm like, oh fuck, he's out. He's out. He's out for the yeah. playoffs. Like, yeah, exactly. And I was like, we can't, we can't have that. And then yeah. when he tweeted that, I was like, oh, thank God. 
Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's scary for anyone that's been watching him for his whole career. Like he's had he's had knee injuries. He's had mm -hmm. bad ones. I've seen him out for a whole year with a knee injury before. So like, yeah, you know, we were getting it was PTSD there. But yeah, for him to come right, and he knew that too. That's why he came out and was like, "No, nah, it was just a cut," and, and it was spooky. Yeah. So that's why he's I like, down. He's, <laughs> he's like, he's like uh, the blood is scary, guys. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, so Max is definitely uh, up there. Um, let's talk about Sergio Camus. Yes. To me, uh, where did honestly, this come from? <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know, but he was my man of the match. I know there was like, oh, it's got to be like whoever scored the goals because it's generally who it is. Mm. Um, we haven't seen a lot of Sergio since he joined the red and white stripes, but holy shit, did he put on a game? Yeah, we haven't seen him play uh, like this either. That's for damn sure. No, and I, I was, I was, I was I, again. I was like, well, I mean, Sergio's out there. Like, hopefully, he puts on a, a decent performance. Yeah. I mean, he's never really been like super poor. But he's not really been like standout either. No, he's, but this. he's he's had mistakes leading to goals. That's the other. He thing has. Too, yeah, right? that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. But in this case, I mean, he saved us from getting scored on in the first half through yep. that. Like <laughs> he read that shot, and that, I was like, Melvin was totally yeah. out of position, and I was yeah. like, oh, thank God that that Sergio is there. Yeah. Um, he had eighty-five percent accurate passes. He won seventy-five percent of his tackles. Sixty percent accurate long balls, which is good considering how our team average was forty-two percent. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's picking up the Espeo uh, slag too, because I mean, Diego well, has really good was. accurate long balls as well. But not only that, like, yeah, you're right. He did pick up. I think where Espeo left off. He had six clearances, five headed clearances, two interceptions, and five recoveries. There you go. So you know what? Oh, and he also won a hundred percent of his aerial duels and one hundred percent of his ground duels. <laughs> That's so... what we need. That's what we need from a guy like that. Oh, you love to see it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. I mean, honestly, like <laughs> it was. Uh, if we can somehow get him and Espeo out there at the same time and performing at their like peak, like I don't even think Pacific will get in spitting distance of the net. <laughs> oh yeah, no. A, a Camus, Espeo, Becky, back three. Just forget oh, about it. Forget yeah, about it. So uh, anyway, great, great game, Sergio. Well deserved on this list, and also yeah, yeah. he was on the the team of the week, um, which was hilarious because everyone on Discord, I think, for other teams, has been like. Like, oh, Sergio Camus is overrated. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it was awesome to watch them eat their words. No, it was he great. Had well, I mean, game, it was great man. for us, too, because, I mean, we uh, we were also like we've talked about here on how we've been a little disappointing, like in the past mm -hmm. uh, in past games. So now we put yeah. some of the match performance and yeah, stay with yep. us next season. You're not alone. you're not alone. I think it was a signing. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we should keep you and Diego somehow. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, if we can't have Diego, then we then we want to have you. But you know, for, uh, it'd be nice to have both. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. It's that, it's that, it's yeah, it's that video. Why not both? Yeah, why not both? <laughs> um, and then yeah, I mean, I, I think my third uh, in this case, Kevin Alleman. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put him up there. Um, man, his some of his runs up and down the pitch mm. were great. And watching him burn three defenders in a row to, to get into the corner for a cross, <laughs> I was like, I, I remember just like messing with checker. I'm like, God. Alleman is on tonight. Yeah. <laughs> he put that like beauty crossover. 36 touches, 17 out of 20 on passes, two for five on dribbles, uh, with multiple players. Like, so like, I mean, you know what? He he only lost possession once compared yeah. to his one tackle and three recoveries. So yeah. I mean, I think I, I like Kevin. Um, and he's you know, he's got that cheeky smile too, which I love yeah, to he see does. every time he good, plays. Uh, good and uh midfield engine performance for sure. I think yep. I don't know, I think I think most of the players on the pitch had a good performance. I thought Suzoko was good. Obviously, Wright was was probably like probably one of his best games of the season. 
I think yep. not just the goal, but also just getting in some of those positions so often to get those other chances that he didn't. Well, and he away, pulled but... he pulled defenders off too, which is yeah. not something we see a lot of from Brian yeah. Wright because generally mm-hmm. he's like, again, he's a he's a uh, a man who plays a position and mm-hmm. is able to finish. So the fact that he was able to also pull some of the the defender the York defenders off of the play to ease the pressure was mm-hmm. actually really nice to see as well. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, great striker's performance. Uh, uh, like I said, I thought Carl played a really, really great game as well. Obviously, oh, Balu Balu Tabla also had an excellent. I think. I think. Yep. yep. Um, his holdup game is brilliant. Like I love watching when he gets the ball. I'm always like, oh, he's gonna like cut back and just give us three to five seconds to set up a play. Well, <laughs> yeah, we've always watch. said that, right? Even if he's yeah. got three players on him, like he just he just finds his way out of it with the ball, anyways. It doesn't matter. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Bully would probably, be, if I was going to pick an honorable mention, he would be my honorable mention. But, uh, yeah, but yeah sure. uh, apart from those four, four, I guess, is there anyone else that, like, to you was, you know, outstanding? I mean, we just basically went through half half the team. Half the team. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say it was a decent performance across the board. <laughs> I thought for I thought Verhoeven had a nice comeback. Um, I think he did, this, yeah. This I one agree. run where he, like, took the ball off of a guy and then just bombed up the left uh, the left wing, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I missed this. Uh, he ended up passing um, the ball, like, right Yeah, I was going to say, but, yeah, uh, I was going to say, yeah, it was, a, it was like, it was I was like, real, like oh. Yeah, no, exactly, I was very stoked <laughs> for that. But it was a real, like, oh, I'm just back. Uh, after being gone for a long time, type of uh, move like oh, yeah. shit, shit. I'm I'm up here. What do I do now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, I, I think that that showed his his speed, which is really like what we've come to rely on Zach Verhoeven yeah. for. Yeah, and how he can also wrestle the ball off of off of off of a player. You know, he he he, yeah. he has that uh, that that tackling ability as well. Which it's it's nice to see him coming into his own, going into the playoffs, having that other option off the bench. Yep, Good yeah, to come agreed, late agreed. on like like he used to before he got that big injury, you know, like as another guy that we can throw on at the end of the game, like that little trick that we had in our bag that we haven't been able to pull out in a long time. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, we can we can pull it out again now. Depending on how the game. <laughs> yeah, <going>. yeah, we <laughs> we throw the fresh legs on with like yeah. 15 minutes left, and he's yeah. able to bang one in. Yeah, yeah. and I, I hope we get to keep seeing it during the playoffs. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yep. Yep. So other than uh, uh, those are our standouts. What are you disappointed? In. I mean, let's just get this one out of the way on the top. Vlad Morgrega. Uh he somehow managed to come on the field for four minutes and mm. fuck us out of a late goal. And I, again, I'm not gonna like shit on him too hard because at least he gave it the effort. At least mm. he like tried, but I'm like, bruh, like that that cross, I was like, I can't believe you didn't put that in the net. He just rifled it like twenty feet above the crossbar. And I was like, fuck <laughs> so uh you know what um i i think the the hardest part i think for all of us to watch that go down was like he brian and kevin alleman had just come off and i was like either one of them would have finished that yeah and then it's <laughs> yeah, like, probably. yeah so uh you know what i don't know man we wish you luck back at atletico san luis that's yeah. all i gotta say like, an, an unspectacular end to an unspectacular uh loan spell loan, i mean i yeah. say that but we might have to throw him on during the playoffs if 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 we need to i don't know if, if we need someone to maybe slow a game down and get a bunch of uh fouls then it's i think he's, <laughs> he's our great guy. at that yeah. i think he's our guy <laughs> yeah yeah all right you know what yeah he has a role it's it's not glamorous but yeah. you know what maybe Someone's we gotta use him um <laughs> Sean, Sean Melvin. God, Sean Melvin. A, I thought he was not very good. I thought that, he that was, uh, was I think he very much should have saved that. Yeah. I mean, in his defense, I do think in his defense, I think our defense did have a couple instances of collapse, especially on the second goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, 
again watching it i was like oof yeah like watching the 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 cloud of like red and white striped players and then i'm looking up the field and i'm like fuck there's four green jerseys mm-hmm. up at the top of the six yard box mm-hmm. um which is how they scored the second goal um and it sucks because i i do think you're right i think nate at least would have saved one of those two goals mm-hmm. if not both mm-hmm. um he also, but on top of that, like he also only had fifty six percent accurate passes and thirty three percent of his long balls. So, if you're gonna be a, if you're gonna be out there and you're gonna be like controlling the ball, at least you got to put in some decent passing stats. That's a that's um, really poor passing accuracy. Fifty six percent for a keeper. Accuracy? For a keeper, for a keeper. exactly. What, what like, are you doing other than just passing it out to your defenders? Like we play out of the I, back. Apparently, and, passing and it to their team. I don't our know. long ball. I don't know. I don't know. Our yeah. Long ball so uh, come from the center backs or the or the wing backs. So like, where are you fucking up? But I mean, again, you know what? I I, I totally get it because I think they just wanted to rest Ingham. Because we're already qualified at that point, so see that was uh, a bit of a head scratcher for me. Because I mean, yeah. you, don't, you don't have to rest keepers; they're, they're, they they could play every friggin' three days. You know, they don't get tired. It's it's not a it's not a, a position that like you can get burned out from playing too much. And but uh, it's, but it's, it's it is mental, possible. It's the that, mental burnout, Johnny. I guess, I guess. <laughs> it is weird. It's it's it's, yeah. it's weird for me. I'm like, would, would it, does does Ingham not want to go up against his former team again? Like, are you giving Melvin a, a, another start because you know he's not going to start during the playoffs? Like. I, I'm leaning towards yeah, that's probably what what it was. Yeah, it could out. be, could be, and I also think that like they're expecting him not to stick around next year either. So yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, that is possible too. But I, uh, mean, I there's, mean, there's, there's plenty of clubs that would need a, a keeper because again, again, I don't think Melvin's a bad keeper. I think he's yeah. he's definitely a starter in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just maybe not for us. <laughs> well, there was even uh, I mean, there's a Max Ferrari had sent a shot um, that he dove for, and like thank fuck the ball ended up uh, going off. Oh yeah, it was like because, yeah, it was like he basically real, it was dove like and it just bounced inches. over him. I was like, dude, that yeah. was that was real bad. <laughs> that yeah. was real bad. <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was, yeah there was a couple a uh, couple butthole clenching moments. Yeah. on some of the shots and i was like oh boy yeah. um and again I, I do think that he was a little bit out of position on a couple mm-hmm. uh, on at least one of their goals um so you know what i don't think he had a great game yeah, um for sure not to say it was it was you know a dumpster fire but it mm-hmm. was just not good yeah um and then i guess if i'm gonna put a third person on this disappointment um i think zach wall was a little bit out of form from because like we went from last week to this week and i was mm-hmm. like hmm it wasn't the same. Uh, he took over because, like, Tiso, uh, I think T- it was Tiso. Yeah, took he, over he Tiso, came right? on, yeah. yeah, and then Carl shifted over to the left, and then he came on the right. Um, yeah, so, yeah. And that's, so, that's why it makes you wonder, like, was he even supposed to play in this game? We didn't need the under 20. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think, I, think that, I think that he came on just solely because Tiso was out with yeah. that, with that, you know, knee injury yeah. from Insa as well. So, yeah. you know, he didn't get a card for it, I might add. Yeah. You know what? So, um, but he put up 77% accurate passes. But the issue to me is he lost possession seven times. So well, that's what happens when you're going up against Ensa on that side, right? I mean, he's yeah, getting bullied so, constantly. It was just a, a little bit sloppy. So mm. um, again, you know, maybe it, yeah, you're right. Maybe it was the matchup, um, but I wasn't super impressed with with Wa this week. Yep, I am. Yep. It's there's uh, having said that. I mean, there are there were especially you know in the past month or two, there's some performance that he that he's put in that have made me pretty happy that we have him more for more than just this season. Because yeah. I think uh, you know when he gets a little bit bigger, and then he you know he he plays with Max and with Howarth and some of those wingbacks more, and then sort of learns more um, of how to play a team like this. I think he's really going to improve, and I think he's going to improve quickly too. Yep. So yeah, yep. I would agree with that. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, areas of improvement. 
I mean, I know we, we all know that's yeah. defending set pieces. <laughs> we fucking suck at defending <laughs> set pieces. And it's like, it's something we've talked about re- like previously. We are just really bad. And like, it could be corners, free kicks, like whatever. I just think we're shit at it. Yeah. Um, for real, we're, we're like dog water. Um, but, and both of their goals came off essentially set pieces. Um, one, I think one was a corner, one was a free kick. So, it's 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 tough because it, it, our defensive line is normally very composed, mm-hmm. very composed, very like structured, very prof- like professional in the way that they handle the ball. Um, but when we get a set piece, like they play like my six year old daughter soccer team sometimes, and it's just like a cluster of players around mm-hmm. like where they think the ball is gonna go. Yeah. Um, and then it leaves like a ton of green shirts uh, available for for plays. Um, and that's not great. <laughs> I mean, like, um, but at a, least, at least, our, at least, our walls held up this time, Johnny. Our walls held up. That is true. <laughs> you know, walls did which hold is up. nice to see. I mean, I'm not like a, a set piece expert. You know, I, I don't. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not always looking at it and being like, are they doing man to man marking or is it zonal marking Zone or marking, what kind yeah. of doing it? Like, I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, we need to try the opposite because uh, I'm al- I'm always clenching whenever we've we've conceded a set piece because we always seem to be vulnerable off them. Yeah, well, and I mean, it, it, we saw it uh, last week against against Halifax. Like, it nearly cost us the game, set pieces, yeah. yep. and it didn't. And this time, it did cost us the W. So, like, just stop doing whatever you're doing, please. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like, I just I wish we had focused a little bit more on defending against set pieces because I do think that that's our um Achilles heel. Well, look at how the shield was won last season. It, it, it was it was a stalemate of a game that uh, the only way the defense was breached was off of a free kick with a looping header. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's true. Yeah. Right. So, so, um, and if we're playing for the shield this year, which we are, uh, we can't be conceding those. We can't let that happen. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. other than yep. the disappointing positive, what was your moment of the match? Uh, the Camus, the Camus block. I gotta, block. I, gotta yeah. I gotta say, we could have, like, honestly, I, I think that would have completely shifted our mentality as a yeah. team. Yeah. Going into the 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 half the halftime. Yeah. Um, if if, yeah, he he just bailed he bailed Sean Melvin out. Um, I love seeing defensive effort like that, especially when as a player we haven't seen blow the doors off yet in a game. Um, which I mean, for the record, he did. He did this game like Camus put on put on a show. Um, but but it was it was to me that was the moment I was like, oh, thank God! Like, yeah. not only was I relieved, but I was also it, it rebuilt my confidence in like the fact that we were playing a formation and players that we don't normally play mm-hmm. because of the yellow card accumulation. I was yeah. like, okay, we're we're in good hands, I think. Um, and it, it showed for the first half. Um, yeah, I mean, we had some struggles the second half, but. That was my moment of the match. Um, but what was yours? You got I, you got to go. I would like that. That is very important. And you mentioned that it was really good to not go into the half with a with a two one lead instead of a two nil. Yeah. Lead. Especially because <clears throat> if that had got if he hadn't have stopped it, then that goal would have been the result of like some pretty bad defensive play, like some pretty bad one hundred percent Melvin being and, well, and, and of, also some like rough and, goalkeeping. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like that would have been pretty demoralizing to go in with right at the end. So it was just, you know, one of those courageous uh, uh, defensive actions that sort of kept us into it for for the time being anyways. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's probably my moment of the match. I think, you know, I think Brian Wright's goal would be another moment of the match for me just because I mean, like I've seen. I've seen Luis Suarez score that goal. I've seen Robert Lewandowski score that goal. I think a perfectly timed run with volleying the ball without letting it touch the ground after a beautiful chip over is just really, really seasoned striker stuff. 
Like that's yeah. a veteran move right there. And seeing uh, Brian be able to pull that off, just it, it, you love to see it. Yep. Especially, no, you know, I, as I much as we criticize his play on here all the time. Um, and there's things <laughs> that he should be criticized for, but whenever yeah, for he sure. like comes through with really amazing moments like that, uh, that the, the, the chip over Carducci when we had one in, in Calgary, like things like this are why he's obviously an extremely talented player that can really yeah. pull some really great moments out of his ass. And that one was, you know, among the top since he's been in the red and white, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. Incredible finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was good. It was really good. Yep. So you've heard enough from us. Now it's time to hear from you. CCSG Mailbag. Final regular season mailbag. Let's it's time. just start it properly by opening a beer. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> mailbag. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? Let's. Uh, can I? I'm gonna show you the first one because I'm 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 interested on your take on this one, if you don't yeah. mind. It's very um, thematic. Yeah, let's start. Uh, <laughs> that is very thematic because uh, we just played the Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Um, what are you most thankful about ATO this year? Um, honestly, I think we did better than we could have thought of our wildest dreams. I mean, that's kind of a given. Um, and mm. it's, I'm not going to say that thankful that we won the league. Obviously, I'm very thankful that we won the league. I think I'm just thankful that we really were brought um, a worthwhile product on the pitch to really watch and love and cheer for. Um, if I look at some other teams this season who are just, not only are they not doing well, but they're also just having a real shit time. They're in a real shit mood and everything's looking down. I'm, you know, I'm looking at teams like Halifax I'm looking at teams like Edmonton. Edmonton. So, but when I see the, 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 how well our team has just stuck together and, and, and have, have really given us a reason to love them constantly. Uh, yeah. is just something I'm extremely thankful for, thankful for, for sure. Yeah, what about no, you? That's, um, I mean, yeah, I, I think that honestly, the, to me, it's the connection between the players and the fans. Yeah. I think that that is the, the, the best gift that the club could give mm-hmm. to us because yeah, last season we, I think we, regardless of the fact that we finished bottom of the table, I think that the fans, you know, and CCSG especially put on what the the team deserved and it was nice because this year we saw both us giving that same energy every game and then also the team performing the way we want them to perform so agreed well you get the feeling Um, that that they're like paying us back for it right and that's 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 a special feeling when you when when you get that reciprocation yeah you know you have like you know their players like not only just like on social media or whatever like liking our tweets and like retweeting our stuff and like whatever but you also have like the fact that at the stadium you have the the players coming in and getting you know signing jerseys and you have the like during like after the game whatever you have the players coming over and banging the drum with us you have the players families like you know malcolm shaw's dad and their waitress came and banged the drum with us Mm. like you know what like to me that's the that's the magic moments that that make lifelong fans of the club and i think that that is what i'm most most thankful for because Mm -hmm. that's that to me shows the the ultimate relationship between the the person watching the game and the person playing the game um so with saying that follow up johnny (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh what are you most thankful about ccsg this year um i am very thankful that uh, you, Patrick, have had the patience and the time management skills and the drive and the want to, to do this with me every fucking week this season because it's been fantastic. And uh, obviously it's content like this that really, you know, sort of 
but that's what people sort of expect from us now as a supporters group. We've set a really high standard, whether it's this, whether it's Eddie with the hot stove, whether it's uh, uh, Daniel with the graphic design and uh, the social media presence and, and everything yeah. like this. It, it really is just part of an extremely well-oiled machine with a lot of really talented and inspired people. Um, and I'm just thankful to be a part of that. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I agree with you, Johnny. I, I mean, again, like it's, it's tough cause I'm getting a little bit, I think a little bit of the taste of what you've had to go through in that, like moving away from Ottawa, you're, you're quote unquote disconnected mm -hmm. geographically from the team or from yeah. the CCSG or whatever. Um, but you know, again, I'm also appreciative of the fact that you make time in your schedule. You and I both work together. Um, you know, we had, we like, for everyone out there, Johnny and I didn't know each other until this year, really. Like, it's didn't true. really know each other. And Johnny came to my wedding. And, like, because we've <laughs> we've just, we, you know what I mean? Like, we, we've, we've honestly, we've bonded over our love for the team and our love for the club mm -hmm. and our love for CCSG. And, like, I think that that's something, that's something good. That's um, so you have so much good content that really kind of brings people in. So once you kind of scratch the surface of CCSG and you say, like, oh, I'm going to be a member, great. Well, what does the membership give you? It gives you access it gives you kind of the these products that people volunteer their time to do like we're not getting paid to do this we're not making any money it's you know it's 12 22 at night in riga where i'm at right now and i'm recording a podcast with you like yeah. you know like that's that to, but to me that that's it's it's not about it's not about what i what i think is you know important or whatever it's more about like the fact that we have a a, a community of people that have expectations and we have a community of people that we want to produce something good for. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah. and the expertise <laughs> and the expertise isn't limited to just, um, just the content either. I mean, no. look, look at, look at what other members are doing on actual game days. I mean, look at yep. Bryce with the inflatables and the signs and stuff yeah, like that. Or, look or at, Megan at, with the drums. Look at Megan with like, the even, drums. Look at Christina yeah. with the flags. You know, flags, look, exactly, at, look, at, yeah. look at Eddie and Brandon giving it. Or, or doing, Aaron, doing, Aaron being, Hooper, like filling in when our micro, when our megaphone dies. Like yeah, to me like again, this. it's, it's that holistic approach yeah. of the supporters group that I think, we've set the foundation for and now it, it can only go up from here especially when the team performs as well as they do and we win yeah. the league so <laughs> exactly yeah i was yeah, gonna say so. the 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 real league titles are the friends that we made along the way but you know fortunately we also did win a league title at the same time so yeah we did also uh, i'm pretty sure it's what it, i'm pretty sure it's on a wall at the gcp right now actually <laughs> so which is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> which they like took it and took it to the bar to drink with after which is amazing that's what you're supposed to do uh, <laughs> yeah, like supporter shield we're taking it so speaking of the people at the game here's what i'm gonna shoot to you we had 4300 people at sunday's game which is just over yeah. the season's average the fact that we we put an above average crowd on a thanksgiving weekend game is pretty nuts um the dub was packed at the front with a lot of noobs and not everyone was into the regular dub stuff that happens when you get some day trip or some new yep. people there whatever that's fine what can we do to make sure we are at the correct level of amped for the upcoming semi-final game Ooh, good question. Um, uh, yeah, I kind of noticed that. I think in the first half, especially, you know, we're in the chat. We see the like Eddie and Brandon, like the MDOs will kind of post about the vibe in in there. And I think their big concern was the fact that like some people weren't singing, some people were sitting, blah blah mm. blah blah. I think that the the team real well, the team the the, the supporters group um, in the dub really like 
picked it up in the second half, um, which was nice to see. Yeah. I think that it's tough because I would love to have a chant night so that we can teach all these people the chants and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, sometimes you can't. So I think focusing on chants that are easily learnable for new people, um, getting those people because I, cause I do think that we need to. We need to take those casual fans who are coming out for like maybe a game or two um, who might be down in the front because like, oh, it looks like so much fun Mm. taking them down there and being like, hey, you were having a good time. Uh, It's because of a lot of the work that the the you know capital city supporters are doing to to make the dub into what it is you know would you be interested in being a member or like learning the chance blah, blah, blah. i think that it's it's an avenue for us to recruit people into the group and i'm like i don't want to like you know say we're we're, we're i because I, I think we have we have the membership i think we have the core group of people i think that those peripheral people are the people we need to recruit yeah. those people that are down <laughs> in the front the new people who may or may not be season ticket holders who we can then be like hey did you have a good time? And they're like, yeah, that was amazing. Like so much fun. Okay. Well maybe you should look at coming out for like a season, you know, buying one season ticket. And yeah, Mm -hmm. you might not make every single game all season, but at least when you do come to the home games, you're there. And then if you, if you want to come to the GCP during away games, you're also welcome there. Right? Like I think that, that building that culture around watching the team, regardless of whether they're home or away, being a part of something, whether we're home or away, I think is super important. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm really hoping that we're able to to kind of roll those people into our organization as far as the direction we're going and like act, actually able to 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 say like, hey, listen, we're going to the playoffs. It's our first playoffs ever. Ottawa's never been here before. Let's just bring the noise. Let's bring the like excitement. Let's bring the like, man, let's bring the passion because I love I love man. The one thing I loved about watching that on TV, and I'm sure it's the same with you, Johnny. I loved every time they panned to the crowd. Not only was I like, oh, I'm trying to find people I know. I'm yeah. also like, oh, look at look at all these new people that are down mm. in the front row that like I've never seen before in my life yeah. that are you know, doing what I was doing when I didn't really know any of you guys and I was just first new in the group. So um, yeah, I think that's that's really what we have to focus on is bringing those people in and making them part of our community because we love CCSG, we love ATO, and they can too. So yeah, well, so even me watching it, like, because I had obviously I, I I didn't go, but I had like a friend who I brought to a couple games. I was like, yo, I can't go, but I have two tickets left. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to go? So he went without me, and then he brought one of yep. his other friends without me as well. And then I see them, I see all four of them on friggin' TV just losing their shit. I'm like, all right, <laughs> you're like, all right, all right. Yeah. Like, I gave away both We're of my growing. tickets because I was We're like, growing. I'm obviously like across yeah. the Atlantic Ocean, yeah. and you know, Cal, my buddy Calvin's like, you got a spare? I'm like, yeah. And then Marco yeah. was like, you got a spare? I want to bring a friend. I was like, yeah, yeah, you can have it. Um, so, so yeah, so I think that that's super important. Um, but I love it. I love, I love seeing new fans in yeah, the dub. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's amazing i think in the short term for the semis because i know that was a big part of the question because obviously there's long-term ways of growing the fan base but in the short term how do we make the dub at the correct level of amp i think that one important thing that is actually happening for this game is that i if i'm not mistaken i don't think you can get tickets in the dub for the playoff game unless you are a season seat holder in the dub already um i know Uh, our our season w ticket link on our website does not offer a ticket for that game uh you can't get it on the regular Ticketmaster page so i think anyone that's going to be in the dub is going to be people that are either season seat holders of the dub or adjacent or from another section yep 
Yep. So yeah, and again, you know what? If you're if you're in section Y or or like any of the sections adjacent, or even if you're like all the way down on the other side, if you want to come down to the dub, come to the dub. We 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 just we want people who are passionate, who love the team, who want to participate in the chance, who want to be there and want to like have that wild football you know kind of like crazy smokes and drums and chants and blow like experience and you're always welcome and come down especially in the playoffs like honestly it's the playoffs like it's we are to about to yeah. we're, we're we're about to like you know win the league we're gonna well we already won the league we're about to win the playoffs as well we're <laughs> yeah. gonna win both we're going for the double we're going for the double we're gonna do we're gonna go ahead and do the double and no one has done the double before by the way Every regular Oh my god, could you imagine how massive that would be yeah. if we did the double? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on the All way right. there, what are your key takeaways yeah. we should take from that game against York going into the playoffs? Is there anything we can take um, away from it? Set 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 pieces obviously are, are an area of concern. Yeah. Um I think that defending against a uh a team that has uh, a significant offensive capability. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that Pacific is a very offensively dangerous team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, obviously they lost Diaz, the mm-hmm. golden boot of the year, but like obviously they lost him, which which was a huge blow, I think, to their offensive um, capability. But I do think that Pacific is still a scary team when it comes to their offense. So I yeah. think shutting that down in the way that we were able to lock down key players against York is important. Um, I mean... Uh, it's tough because like I think that that it's 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 difficult to dictate the team because when we go into the next game we're going to have some of our key players back. We're going to have Ollie Bass back, Diego Espeo's back, Miguel Acosta's back. So we're kind of back to like I'm going to call it like full form. <laughs> we're we're back in our final form. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for for a Dragon Ball Z reference. But but I I think that it's important that we don't lose sight of of what we've built all season in the structure of the team. Um so I think that that's got to be the focus. The the takeaways against York, I mean, I think that we need to tighten up the defense as far as set-piece plays. I think we need to tighten up the defense as far as man-on-man um, uh, defensive plays as far as covering players. Um, I don't want to see, like, loose players running around the top of the 18, running yeah. at the top of the 6, whatever. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's nothing major. I think, honestly, a lot of it is just small tweaks that Carlos can make to the team to say, like, okay – if it's a defensive play, here's how we're going to run it. And here's who we're going to cover. And we're going to do zone or man to man or whatever. Um, but I don't, I didn't, I think, and you didn't like what we saw against York for the most part. I'm going no, to especially in the second half. <laughs> it was, it was worrying that we went two nil up and weren't able to hold on to it. And mm-hmm. when we're, when we're a team like us and we're going into the playoffs, that's the type of game that we want to play. We want to go up early and then hold and it. then hold. Yeah. Right. It's it's it, we, we can't be exposing ourselves at the back while continuing to play attacking football because we know they're going to be yep. attacking us like crazy. So you need to be a team that can hold on to a lead. Um, and the fact yeah, that and if, we, you're gonna, that if you're going to dump nine players into a low block, like you, it better be immaculate. Yeah. It better be an immaculate low block. And I don't think we were there 100 percent of the time because we've talked about it in previous episodes like all it takes is us losing focus for like five seconds for them mm-hmm. to capitalize yeah. so unless you're going to play a perfect low block like you you got to be careful yeah. yep. yep yep so um all right uh let me let me hit you with this one um who do you think will get nominated for the cpl awards from ato and who do you think has a chance at winning 
Ooh, so, good question. Yeah, it is a good one. I know I've been pretty bullish about this ever since uh, sort of we started thinking about the, the topic. Um, I know the uh, nominees for Under 21 Player of the Year came out today as a recording yesterday when you're when you're listening to this um we mm-hmm. didn't have a player on it that's fine one of them was sean rea yeah. one of them was uh, osazi di rosario and the other one was Wu you can't but like how are you supposed so, to how are you supposed to compete against those well that's just it right like, so we honestly, don't we don't have a, we don't have a horse in that race however now i firmly believe we have a horse in every other race I think Agreed. that I think I firmly believe Nathan Ingham should get the Golden Glove. I know everyone on on One Soccer or CPL is is putting Fuck. Carducci for some reason. Whatever. Um, I think we should have a lock at Defensive Player of the Year. I know that Akinata Janssen has a good shout for it, but I think we should probably get it because I think we should take with the rest of the nominees. Um, for Players Player of the Year, I mean, I could easily see someone like uh, like Ali Bassett or Drew McKen- yep. uh, 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 Drew Becky or Blue Tabla getting that. I can also see Ali Bassett winning the Player of the Year MVP. Yeah, I can see Carlos Gonzalez. I think Carlos Gonzalez is a lock for winning Coach of the Year. Like one hundred percent. I really think we have an opportunity to win at least two more of these awards. At least yeah. two. So yeah. So so I, I just want to rewind a little bit to the Golden Glove. So so. I honestly think, and I think a lot of us agree, that Nathan Ingham is probably one of the best keepers in the league, if yeah. not the best keeper in the league. Yeah. Um, so I know in our chat, Jonathan had talked about Nathan Ingham, and we were, we were debating Carducci, because like Carducci comes up on, like I'm pretty sure every single team of the year, Carducci was the keeper. Mm-hmm. And all of us were kind of like miffed about it. So um, Jonathan actually brought this up. So he said uh, Ingham played more. Uh, led in the same number of goals, made 11 saves with only one more appearance, had five more punches, the same number of recoveries. Carducci only beats him in clean sheets, but neither are really as important as where Ingham has outperformed him. So like literally the only category that Carducci beats Ingham in Mm -hmm. for a stat is clean sheets. That's it. So to to say like, oh, well, Carducci should be the keeper of the year or whatever because of clean sheets. I'm like, nah, that's a pretty weak argument, in my opinion. Like, well, I think it's the, weak when you look at yeah. when you look at the other stats, like, we, especially when we talk about how bad we could be defending set pieces sometimes. It's like a lot of time when you can see the set piece goal, a lot of time it's not the keeper's fault. So if yep. you're like if you're dropping one goal in the game and it was a set piece, like, is that really that? Are, are you, you know, clearly when we look at who the, the league gives the man of the match, it's always whoever scores the goal. So are we yeah. are, are we surprised that they're just going to look at a one stat clean sheets to decide who is the Golden Glove winner? I mean, we've seen Tristan Henry win that award multiple times, for God's sake. <laughs> It's, and it's Tristan and it's Tristan Henry. Let's, so, let's I mean, be real. Yeah. He's, I, I, he's I would, mediocre at best. <laughs> so I would love to I would love to see Nathan winning it, winning it. He might not. We'll see. <laughs> he wins he wins handsomest keeper i think he does he does <laughs> <laughs> he's so dreamy yeah <laughs> um so here's a good one because it's my favorite right. subject oh um, nice we, yeah hit me with that we made our under 21 minutes and <laughs> yeah we did <laughs> and ended up only four minutes shy of calvary's total was and you know that was surprised me because i was so anyway was anyone worried about them not making it or did they cover that much earlier in the season Everyone's uh, all I up mean, in I, our shit. Why weren't they all yeah, up in cavalry shit? Um, because it's Atletico Ottawa, and we—it's <laughs> just who we are. Um, I honestly think it's—it's it's because we were so low in under twenty-one minutes on average during the season. I think yeah. that like we went. I think at half season we were way under fifty percent of what we yeah, needed for, we for under twenty-one minutes. So I think a lot of people <laughs> focused on the fact that like, oh my god, Ottawa's not going to make their minutes and blah 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 blah, and like mm-hmm. whatever argument you want to make. But at the same time, I'm like, 
as soon as Carlos and Fernando came in and were like, we're going to make the minutes. I'm like, all right, you know what? The coach and the CEO of the team are saying we're going to make the minutes. Mm-hmm. We're going to make the minutes. Yeah. And you know what? If that resulted in us not winning the league, yeah, I think that we could all accept that if it made, we meant we made the playoffs. But guess what? We won the league and made the playoffs and made our under 20 wins in the last game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we talked about it last week. I think this is a case of the ma- the mastery of of Carlos Gonzalez in like being like, well, we're going to make the under 21 minutes in the last game of the season and we're going to hit the minimum. And you know what? Like and then look at our record. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I, I got to say, I think that we were focused on because we were so low early in the season or mid midway through the season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Cavalry didn't exactly like blow us out of the water. We were four minutes shy of their total. Yeah. So yeah. So like haters, you know, yeah. can, you know, be haters if they Obviously, want. Like, so we were the only ones getting stick for it. I think part of the question is, did they, did they clear them earlier? And I'm pretty sure Cavalry actually cleared them like six days ago. Um, they, did. They, they did. They did. No, no. They, and, and I'm they not. Did. I'm not saying they. they but that. Didn't. But that's the reason. That was the fact that we were focused. Because obviously, in retrospect, Man. you're like, how come we're the only ones that were getting shit on? But um, it's because they they had reached them, and then it was just in the last few games they didn't bother playing any because they didn't need to. Um, and guess what, Johnny? That's why we're in first, and they're in third. Well, that, this well, is that's, the other, no, this is, that's not why. But like, this is the other thing I was gonna say. I know last week we were talking about how this should really be seen as a masterclass in minutes management. It is, and how it we is. managed to literally get get the the least amount possible to meet the threshold, and we and we won the league. So how is like how is that not literally the perfect way to do it, right? <laughs> and I mean, when you look at the amount, when you look at the table of most under twenty one minutes, the fourth, the four teams with the most under twenty one minutes aren't in the playoffs. And I know if yeah, you just if you look teams, at yeah. if you look at the, the the graph as it is on the website, you see that Valor is not in the top four of under twenty one minutes. That's because only half of their loan minutes actually count towards the total. If you yeah. look at their actual total, they it's are well yeah. well yeah. in that top four of most under twenty one minutes. And you know where they also are well in the bottom four of the league. So we've talked about <laughs> how how ridiculous yeah. that uh, uh, correlation is. Um, but I mean, I think that I think that speaks a lot to the way that the league has structured under 21 minutes as yeah. a requirement. Exactly. Like to me, it's it's is less a requirement of developing Canadian players as it is like, well, you have to meet this arbitrary number, and then you look at the performance of the team versus the amount of under 21 minutes. And you're like, okay, great. Like, if I need to make these minutes, I need to do X, Y, Z, and it's like, well, the teams that went over and above that are at the bottom of the table. So yeah. it's like, I don't want to like shit on the league for like doing that. Cause I think that development of Canadian players is important, especially mm-hmm. young players. Yeah. But I also think that like the, the, the way that the league has structured the, the requirements is really dumb. Like it's super stupid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. That's true. Um, that has, you know, it's kind of rolled into this question. This is the question, obviously, we got a bunch of, so I'm going to roll it into one. Um, who's your yeah. starting 11 against Pacific? You know, we've got no suspensions. Um, do you want to see Tissot start, or would you rather he be a sub because of his uh, cut knee? Um, and also, do you think we're going to see any under-21 players in the in the playoffs now that we don't have to play them? Uh, all right. Uh, let's do my starting 11, I guess. I uh, will kick it off. Okay, so Ingham, obviously, in goal. Um, I think he's definitely one out over Melvin. Uh, Tiso as left wing back, and then I would put Becky and Espeo in the middle, and Acosta on the right. So you're gonna um, do you're gonna do a back four, two center backs, and two and two full backs. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I will do that. Um, I like 
Sissoko in a low six. Yeah, I would. Sure. I would leave. I would leave him there, and then I would probably put. I mean Bassett. Obviously, you can't not have Bassett. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna say Bassett, Alleman, and. So that's three. That's three midfielders there. That's Sissoko, and then Ali Bassett and Kevin Alleman. Four at the yep. back, three and, in the mids. And then. Uh, I would probably do Shaw Tabla front. But he's got another player left. We've got a striker Ooh. and two wingers to do now. Ooh. Uh, you know what? And then I'm gonna I'm gonna dump um let's do uh you know what? I, I like I I like Bahus. I think I would put Bahus probably in the mid mids as well. Okay. All right. Yep, yeah, yeah. I think that would be my uh I think that would be my 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 eleven. So the other wow. half of that, you are seeing an under twenty one in there, and then I, I think that's a good that's a good show. Was we talking? I think Bahus is like I think Bahus has has shown the quality that we need, and yes, he's under twenty one, but I think he he has the skill to to sit in the starting eleven with the rest of them. Well, he's played himself into the starting eleven, right? I mean, originally by virtue of having to get the minutes, but I mean, he just he doesn't look out of place there anymore. So it's no, he doesn't. It's an easy pick. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. And then okay. yeah, I would do Shaw Tab Shaw Tablet in the top. Nice. What about you, well, Johnny? Good. I, I, mean, like, I kind of want to. I kind of want to hear your eleven. I mean, I'm pretty. I'm probably. I'm pretty similar. I'm gonna have Ingham in, in the back. I think I'm gonna do a back three though. I'm probably gonna do um, uh, Miguel and Becky and Espeo as their three center okay. backs. I'm probably. All right, putting, I like that. I'm probably putting Tiso as left wing back, and I'm probably putting Carl Howarth as right wing back because Ooh, not only like because it. I love him a lot, but because, <laughs> but because I think you know, like big. I think he's a big game player. You know, he's extremely True. experienced. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agreed. He put in a fucking shift on Sunday, so no, I think having him is a, is a no brainer. Um, I'm putting Sissoko in the central mid as well. I'm putting Ali Bassett in the central mid, and you know what? I think I might put it. It's then the last one's going to be: is it going to be Bahus or is it going to be Alleman? Is you know my toss up for the other one, or do I want McKendry and be a more defensive midfield? I think I'm True. probably putting Alleman though. I yeah, think we're just solidly enough defensively that putting another sort of offense. Well, and we've seen performances out of him that I think are like yeah. worthy of, of exactly. a starting 11. Exactly. And then I think I'm going to have a top two of Tabla and Shaw. Yep. Yeah, Tabla and Shaw for sure I think on, on, on the, the spear. Yep. Yep. Agreed. All right. Well, I mean, very similar from Johnny and I both <laughs> on those three questions. We'll take bets um, and then we'll write them down and then we'll see who's closest. And <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, we'll see. How, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. So I'll, I'll give you this one. So okay. given you, and by you I mean the royal you, both of us said Camus was disappointing last pod, which we both did. Yeah. Uh, did. And he played stellar this game. Yeah. Can you please tell us he is disappointing again to motivate him? <laughs> <laughs> Scratch everything we said about half an hour ago. Uh, yeah, Camus, you, you suck. suck. <laughs> He sucks so hard. I really hope you don't play good on society. On yeah, you better Sunday. you better not play well because you better you, suck. You're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Um, uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> we walked into that one. Didn't yeah, we? we totally did. Whatever. Whatever. We we egg in our face sometimes. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, we we um, do. Yeah. The last two games against Pacific, we had poor offensive performances. If I'm not mistaken, we had one game where we didn't score a goal, and then we had one game we scored a penalty. Um, is Pacific our kryptonite? Ooh, ooh, that is actually a really good question. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think Pacific is not our Pacific is to Ottawa 
or specific is not to Ottawa as cavalry is to Ottawa. Or oh, as Ottawa is cavalry. cavalry. Yeah, no, I see. Yeah, what you're so so I I don't I don't think we're we're particularly awful against them. Do mm-hmm. I think we struggle against Pacific's uh, formation and and the players they have in certain positions? Yeah, I think we do. Yeah. Um, do I think that that's going to cost us moving forward in the playoffs? No, I think that of the three teams or that we that are currently in the top four in the playoffs, I think Pacific is the team I would most like to face in the semis. Okay. Um, just because I would love to see, I think Cavalry Forge is going to be a a, a a bit of a, a knife fight in a phone booth. Yeah, it's gonna um, be a banger. And <laughs> yeah, and I'm actually kind of excited to watch it. Um, and, and then I'm really hoping, like low key, that Cavalry wins, just because oh, sure. we have such a good record against for them. Sure. Um, but again, on top of that, like we also don't have an, a completely awful shit record against Forge either. Um, and I mean, not this season I, I, anyway. No, not this season. So, so you know what? Um, as far as this question goes, uh, I I would say yeah, they're not our kryptonite. Do I think we struggle against them a little bit? Yes. Yeah. Um. But but I think that that's just the type of game that Pacific plays, and I I think we're they're, we're fully capable of beating them. We are fully capable of beating Pacific. I just think that it it'll take a little bit of strategy on Carlos's part, and I'm really glad that we're facing them in a in a two leg home and away mm. vice facing them in a final because yeah. they could they could beat us they could beat us in a one game but i think over two games a home and away i think we have we have the edge uh ato well that basically rolls right into the next question which is you know pacific is the only one of the other of the the three other playoff teams that we have a losing record which is true obviously we have a winning record against cavalry um yeah and, and our, our record against forge if you don't take one goal difference is a win a loss and two draws um and of course, we've lost twice to Pacific, won once, drawn once, and we tend to play poorly at Starlight, which is true. We've never won there. Yep. Um, is this a good matchup or the toughest challenge we could have gotten? And I mean, I, I think it's I, a good match. I think it's a good matchup. Yeah. I think our toughest challenge would have been if we were facing Forge yeah, going into too. going into the home and away. I, and it's weird to say uh, that because, like we said, we have a, an equal record against Forge this season, and we have a losing record against Pacific. But I mean, you know, Forge came to TD Place and put four goals past us. I wouldn't yep. put it past them to do that again. Uh, I, yeah, I think Forge is Forge is the all. I think Forge is the scariest team in the playoffs yeah. as far as unpredictability going into a, a matchup against them. Because either they play incredibly well or they play like okay, and we may squeak out a one nothing win. Basically, so, whereas whereas Pacific is like either they play decent and we might get a draw, or they'll like suck and we'll beat them. Like <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, th- I think that. Pacific is the one team I, I, I think is a is a good matchup. I mean, obviously we would probably beat Cavalry. I think if we were playing them in a home and away as well. Yeah. Um. But I really hope Cavalry knocks off Forge and then we face them in the finals and we just dummy them in Ottawa. That would be great. Because yeah. it'd be home as well. It'd be fantastic. Well, either way, yes, if we make the final, it's going to be home because we finished top of the league. So when when we make the finals? When we make the finals and Patty flies Listen, back we need from to, Latvia. Yeah, we need to we need to put on <laughs> enough goals at Starlight so that I can confidently book my flight. So yeah, there get, you like, go. Absolutely crushed by fees. <laughs> so, so if if Atletico players, if you're listening, which you probably are, because this is the best podcast for your team, yeah. uh, please put a bunch of goals in so that I can save money booking my flight home <laughs> for the final <laughs> because it is more in advance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to watching the game because I won't be able to see anything. But <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, all right, let me uh, let me hit you with this one. So, considering that some ATO players are going to be leaving us at the end of the season, are there any other players in the CPL or other leagues that are on your wish list to get signed for the 2023 season? Johnny, that is a good question. That's a really good question, and it's um, it'd be a lot easier to answer if I knew everyone's contract situation throughout the league. Obviously, True. previously you assumed you could get anybody because everyone would be on a one year because that's how smaller leagues normally operate. Now we don't really know what the situations are. Like, I mean, there's, there's, there's some I would just, I, I would, I don't really care what the contract situation is. I would say I would like to get them. Um, you know, there's some s- smaller teams I would like to poach from. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I know they're gonna hate that we called them a smaller team, but I'd like to grab some players off of Halifax. You know, they are yeah. they are a severely undercoached team, and they have some really great pieces. You know, mainly if you look at their midfield, if you look at someone like Andre Rampersad. Look at some like uh, Jeremy Gagnon Lapare. Like I would love yeah. either of those players, and I think they would really yep. solidify a good mif- midfield. Whether Suzuko is still here or if they would take the reins instead, um, uh, or even like Edmonton. I mean, I know some of their best players have actually been on loan. Timoteo's on loan from Halifax. Um, Orshevsky. Fuck, man, I'd love to have. Oh that my team. god, could you imagine? Um, he's. Uh, I mean, York fans are gonna say he's ours because he is. He's on loan from them, but um. They've got some solid pieces that are the same, just this, you know, the same thing, just an unfortunate situation. That's individual pieces that could probably do really well in a team like ours that is coached very yeah. well, that has a good culture around it. Um, I'm not super confident of grabbing other players off of other teams. I mean, like we got a coup when we got uh, Ollie Bassett, you know, on a team that was oh. better than us. But I mean, you know, yeah. the, now now we're now we're the best team in the league, really. So a lot of other teams yeah. might be like, no, I we're mean, not going to send them to you. Like yeah. we're not going to do it. No, and I guess that's just it. It's 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 a it's a tough question. I think it's a good question, but I think mm. it's a tough question because like we're really not sure where kind of the league is going to shake out. I know Edmonton is like not sitting in the best position right now like mm-hmm. team wise in the league um and yeah there's a new team opening up in in bc um like i mean i look at like depending on what happens with edmonton man if we could like yeah you're right if we could secure wachuski or or gabby bitar like oh like, yeah like, okay bitar is another one that i'd like to snipe as well but yeah so i mean like if, if we if we could like snipe one of those players like i think that that has to be the target for next season is like mm-hmm. a, a, a a real like talisman striker i mean yeah we have malcolm shaw but i think if we if we added like a another striker that that equals or 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 tops him like the kind of like i'm gonna call it as a liverpool fan the the mane sala like i would love to see like that 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 high press two forward striking ability and then just have yeah our midfield basically run by ollie bassett and potentially one other like you know a couple other players or whatever mm-hmm. um yeah, it's, but it's a tough question because, like, again, we don't know what players' contracts are going to look like at the end of the year. We don't know what teams are going to still be here at the end of the year because there's some like speculation about Edmonton specifically. Yeah. Um, and then what happen? What happens if that happens? Right? Like, yeah. are those players all just going to be on freeze? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it might be a free for all. It might not. Who knows? But yeah, no, it's a good question. Honestly, it's a really good question. Yeah. Well, it makes you think, right? And I'm going to think more after this as well because it's the thing you don't really consider when you're in the heat of the friggin' season. You're not thinking about the transfer season and who you might want to bring in. But yeah. uh, you know, silly season is only a few weeks away. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We're I guess be, we'll see what happens. We're gonna be following them Instagram likes. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be there'll be mass the massive rumors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like literally the entire chat group will just be rumors. Exactly. So yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Speaking of the word massive, um, this is the oh, last yeah, one that right. we've got here. Um, yeah, let's close this, her up. This is actually an objective question. It's not subjective. Mm-hmm. The massive T-shirt sold out so fast. I missed it. 
No, the the, the the questioner missed it. I didn't miss it. I actually got one. I didn't miss it either, and I, I had to pay more yeah. in shipping than I did in the cost of shipping. <laughs> whatever. To Latvia, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's like twenty eight dollars in shipping, but whatever. Will there be some way to get one in the future? Now I have it on good authority. First of all, that it actually isn't completely sold out. Only the most popular sizes are sold out, which are uh, medium, large, and extra large. There are still smalls. There are 2XL, 3XL, and 4XL. Now, the other True. part is, will there be some way to get them in the future? The answer is, no, there will not. This was a one-time dealio. Oh. Obviously, we don't want to make... Um, you know, the, the, the club were very good to help us with this initiative and to do this collaboration. Yeah. We don't want to make it... It's not a regular thing. It was a one run, one run and done for this playoff run, and either, you know, get one that's too small or too big for you, or try and buy Shrink one it off down. to someone else. Yeah, or do something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, again, I think that that, that is a good point. Um, if, if in the future, I mean, just keep your eye out. Honestly, like, one of, again, one of the best benefits of being part of CCSG is you get first dibs on stuff like this, mm -hmm. whether it's scarves or shirts or sweaters or hats or whatever. Tickets to road um, trips. Tickets to road trips, like you get, you get first dibs on it, and it's, yeah. it's you know, we we're we're talking about like in the future probably, um, and I'm not gonna like 100% confirm or deny, but like in the future there probably will be fees to be part of this group, and that's the kind of benefits that you get is like, oh, you want that cool exclusive scarf or mm -hmm. shirt that's only available for like a limited time, you can get that, and you can support your team and have this like dope ass shirt that not that only maybe. 200 other people have yeah um out of you know four thousand people that come to the game like yeah. so so yeah the the massive shirts are dope if you had didn't get one in your size just get one bigger man yeah, just like whatever. figure it out you'll get cut, older cut, you'll get fatter cut cut a, <laughs> cut a cut a cut a slit down the back and like sew it together i don't yeah. know <laughs> well, make, it cool. make it smaller yeah exactly <laughs> but uh yeah sorry you missed it um but there will be more merch from CCSG, there will be limited run stuff. So, and we do, I, we do have other playoff merch as well. I mean, I'm obviously going to mention at the do. end, but we do have really, really cool other playoff merch available right now. Oh yeah, we do. That yeah, is we still there do. that you so. can get. Yep, true good, enough. Good mailbag, heavy mailbag. Yeah, great mailbag, everybody. I assume the one, the next one's going to be even bigger because we're either going to be really jubilant or really nervous or freaking the fuck <laughs> out. I think we're going to be nervous either way, but I think we're going to be nervous. I honestly feel like we're going to be nervous, but you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So yeah, not next yeah. game, but the name game after we will see the dub. What did you feel? What did you think about the dub this time around? They oh, looked, they man. Looked pretty nice. First game back in the saddle uh, for a while. Mm -hmm. um, the dub looked excellent, uh, especially in the second half. For those uh, who didn't actually get a chance to hear slash see what the dub looks like, um, Carl and Charlie Clark had uh, this to contend with. So you know, we'll play you a little. I'm joined here on the pitch by Carl Harris as Atletico Ottawa are officially regular season champions 2022. How did that sound? Just look at these guys. It's amazing. I mean, these guys have been with us from the start. Uh, you know, going back to the old Fury days, you see a lot of the same faces and just the atmosphere that they create. Um, you know, the, the winning product on the field as well, they've just galvanized and, you know, they've really felt that 12th man, you know, in all these home games and, you know, certain away games as well. So it, it feels amazing. So there you go. 
The noise, Johnny. The noise. <laughs> I love Never when they change. Do, I love when they do. Never change because, section W. Oh man, because they did one of those with KJ and Drew when we were in York yeah. as well. Like one of those same interviews, just us in the background. And yeah, no, I don't know. It's I, so loud. It's, it's so loud. <laughs> and at first, I was like, I don't know why they do that because they can't. They can't hear themselves talk. But that's probably why they do it because they can't. Yeah, hear themselves for talk sure. It's amazing. For sure. <laughs> um, I mean, that being said, like maybe maybe that fan theory that we had a couple episodes ago is like we're too distracting because like the the dub was way louder in the second half and yeah. then we blew a two goal lead so like, <laughs> the, the prophecy is fulfilled that is true <laughs> it was super loud in, uh, in front of the goal that they were supposed to score into <laughs> yeah exactly uh, but either way it was amazing um, also shout out to Bryce for bringing a giant inflatable turkey, the turkey to oh the Thanksgiving god, it was so funny. I saw photos of it and I was like good god of course yeah. Bryce would bring a fucking turkey yeah. to the game <laughs> uh, no it's good it's good uh, you know what I, 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 I just gotta say like every time I see the dub like keep the chance up keep the energy playoffs are here like man I love I, lo- I love it I love seeing it I love seeing it on TV and I-, I hope every other ATO fan out there who can't make the game in person is able to like just have like a little you know like a little dribble of that like amazing atmosphere that exists in the dub especially especially being there when we'd already won the league and the celebrations they just looked fantastic I mean I, oh I always God. I always talk about having the FOMO from not being there I've been there for some pretty great moments. I was there for the first three-one against Cavs. I was there for yeah. the uh, for late goal winners, Brian's late goal against Halifax last season. I was there for Zach's late goal winner against Pacific this season. Um, but there's a lot of things I haven't been there for. But the thing I think the one I miss the most is not being there for this. I mean, seeing everyone yeah. celebrate at full time, the fireworks display, yeah. uh, marching around with the freaking with the with the season title pennant thing. <laughs> uh, so good. Nelson bringing Carlos. The Carlos getting yeah. Carlos getting the like fucking Gatorade. Carlos getting the Gatorade on, on it too. Yeah, just and, oh yeah. And honestly, like very special shout personal shout out to Nel- Nelson Mamudi. Like man, that trophy <laughs> he gave it out and it was like amazing because like during Carl's interviews. He's like, got it in his hand. Yeah, he like someone handed it to him, and he was just like, "Oh yeah." And it's like a, it's like a World Cup trophy with like a taped label on the front of it yeah. that just says like champions CPO, or whatever. Regular season champs. <laughs> so you know, it, like you love it, and like to me again, that just goes to show the 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 love of the fans for this club, the love of the club for the fans like man it's just oh, it's so good we'll leave it like, to someone so from good. ccsg to do something silly and hilarious like that and have it and have it <laughs> end up on tv you know what i mean like it's, yeah exactly <laughs> it's like on tv like one of the like star players of the game is like oh look at this trophy that someone handed me <laughs> how many people were watching that had no idea but like wait we have a trophy for this <laughs> there's a know. shield and a trophy we do know <laughs> yeah yeah so no it's good honestly the dub was excellent so hats off to everyone involved um and honestly involved all season i gotta i gotta give shout outs to everyone that played a part and it it could be the smallest part or the biggest part everybody in the dub was amazing um and i say that from someone that was in the dub for three quarters of the season and someone watching from across the planet for the rest of the season you, you guys killed it you killed it you absolutely killed it and it just really like solidifies my support for this team my love for the ccsg and the club so i can't wait to be there not next week in two weeks speaking of yeah speaking of the shield speaking of next week to the next matchup all right away playoffs here we come how do you feel about us heading to starlight next weekend 
or as, this coming as, weekend, as we've, Jesus, as we've couple days. If we, exactly, as we've seen on several videos, playoffs, here we come, here we come, here we come, play. <laughs> From that initial Thomas Stockton video that everyone has been remaking. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, we're off to Pacific. Uh, we're going to play at Starlight. Um, I was secretly hoping for an afternoon game because I'm actually going to be in England uh, this weekend mm-hmm. visiting friends. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I'm still going to watch it at midnight in Hastings on the south coast of England because it's important. <laughs> to me and i'm gonna watch it uh i'm kind of glad we got pacific in the opening draw we talked about it um you know it's not our form against is not terrible um i'm excited i'm excited going into the weekend i'm excited to see the the the, the game that we're going to play i think carlos has a plan in cargo we trust yep as per the sweater and also like our our lives <laughs> we, we trust our <laughs> lives with that man lives. <laughs> um but uh but yeah I, I i i'm excited to watch the the first leg of the series um and honestly if we can pull out anything other than a loss i will be super stoked to go into our home game yeah weekend. i would be i would be really stoked to get a win to be quite honest with you just oh my god even just a one zero would be great well yeah exactly and i i've been really curious curious to see if if our incredible away form translates well into translates. playoff football yeah whether Could that be. becomes just and i mean a... we have all our players back now well that's and we don't have thing. to like jack up the under 21 we have all so. our players back we don't have to be playing our under 21s we can really play our full strength lineup so i am extremely excited but to be fair like under 21 players if you're listening we love you guys as well you guys have done miracles for us also. oh yeah i mean that should go without saying i, I know i know the i know the wording it's like we're like we're like little, fuck the under 21 well, yeah, players. yeah. I, I know the wording sounds a little <laughs> yeah. disparaging it's, yeah. it's it's not but i mean um we basically just we can go full strength for sure yeah we um, can yeah yeah and i'm more curious than anything else i mean like we said before we already secured a trophy this season so playoffs are basically just bonus for me for me i'd much rather get the trophy for doing a 20 oh, game bad drive than just win three random games and i, and I so. think that was a question i think that came up in the chat it's like which would you rather prefer and i'm like okay would i rather prefer us winning three games in a tournament or winning uh, you know, the, being top of the table after 28 games, like that's not even a question. Yeah, well, it's, like, it's, I would, yeah. I would rather be the regular season yeah. champions and get absolutely shit kicked in the playoffs than I would be like, oh, we've squeaked in and won the playoffs. Like, I'm sorry, but like, it's it's it's, it's night and, it's night and day for consistency. Although I would personally love to squeak into the playoffs and then win the shield. I think that would be hilarious and just or villainous or shit. we win the <laughs> win the regular season and win the or we playoffs. do the double. Um, it's, the devil. It's funny we bring this up because this was a mailbag question that I forgot to ask. <laughs> what do you think is more important, Yo. the regular season or the playoffs? And we just well, here we are. We just yeah, and here we are. So shouts out for the question. Sorry for forgetting. Yeah, we got to yeah. It regular season is more important, I think, for everybody. And everybody. I and like, I, think, I, w- I would rather see that. Well, we've seen what the celebrations were like at full time after we'd already won it. We we've I think and introducing that. And seeing the response to it and how different it was from before, before we had an award for the regular season, I think we're going to start seeing it be seen as more important because it is. It's the grind. It's the grind to finish after 28 games at the top. And we've seen how the fact that the, if the playoffs is like an NHL playoffs where it's like a million games and you do a best of seven, that's an absolute slog. Then, yeah, I get yeah. why like those playoffs are like the best thing in the world. But uh, yeah. three games. After a 28-game yeah. season to decide the overall winner? No, that's not a thing. It's just, No, and it's I think, again, I think that's just this, like, North American mentality of, like, we have to have a playoff. So I'm yeah. like, no, you fucking we don't. Really don't. Like, we really don't. We really don't. You don't. Yeah. Like, so. <laughs> 
I still hope we win it because I hope we do the damn. Yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna win it. <laughs> we're gonna win. We should do that. We should, should get Thomas to put the, another tweet out. We're going to win the double. <laughs> <laughs> he should honestly. Yeah, he should just do it. Don't even don't even make yeah. me ask. Um, so uh, yeah, th- things to mention off at the top. Uh, Golden scarf was awarded to the, our very own Ali Bassett. Ah, the ginger legend. king. The man. ginger king got to watch the game from the stands with his parents. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I mean, honestly, like he deserved it. Uh, oh, just, he just an absolutely incredible season from a player that we picked up off Pacific, who were like not playing him properly, and then you know, and now we're playing them in the playoffs. He won. Yeah, he won a like, shield with them after not hitting the field in the final at all. You know, he's got a bone. Oh my to god, pick could you imagine? Pick he them. does. That's true. That's true. So. You know what? Uh, I'm glad we have Ollie. I I'm glad we have him for at least another season. Yep. Like, oh man, like I'm so stoked. Yep. He's just an incredible piece of this team. I'm I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he won the Golden Scarf. Mm-hmm. Well deserved. Well yep. deserved, Ollie. Yeah, legend. Legend forever. Um, limited. Yep. We have limited edition playoff merch. We mentioned it available in the shop. Order now in time for the playoffs. There's a playoffs is massive shirt. There's an Incar Carlos We Trust shirt. There's the Hollywood shirt. Uh, love it. I love it. Lovely stuff. Um, GCP, the official home for the playoffs. We're going to have the uh, viewing party this weekend. Um, as usual, they're yep. always lit. I think it's probably going to be even more lit. I'm pretty sure they're going to do it up to, uh, you know, I have heard it on good authority that they're going to do up the uh, the pub to look really really festive and fun for our uh, oh lovely and so yes lovely. you didn't hear it from me <laughs> <laughs> who knows yeah. who told me these things but uh it's you know it's the, if it's the official home for the playoffs but it's only gonna be the official home for one game because when we make the final that's gonna be at home baby <laughs> no, so gcp in a couple days at home next week you can pre-drink then... at the gcp for the final though oh my god we're gonna do so much pre-drinking <laughs> before i can't and after. i can't wait i'm so excited to come home yeah. i'm so excited to come home to ottawa and watch the finals speaking of the gcp join the the voyager at the gcp in november it's going to be the official uh place for the canada oh yes cup it's the voyagers parties. it's the voyagers yep. pub for the city so that's sure awesome you go there yeah. to watch the world cup it's going to be friggin lit if you want to be at the playoff game in a week and a half uh if you are a season seat member actually for everyone it's on sale right now if you're a season seat member you can get your tickets in the dub elsewhere you don't have to go on the waiting list anymore like you can just buy them regularly they're available get your playoff tickets baby because you're going to want to be there you will well what else can we say patty we we did we won the fucking league didn't we we won the league. You know what? <laughs> I think that's that's all we got to say is we won the league. Hats off to everyone who's contributed to CCSG over the course of the season. It's a good feeling. Uh, we're gonna we're we're about to go and crush it in the playoffs. Uh, and you know what? I'm gonna give an early playoff prediction that oh, Athletic Ottawa is going to win the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I thought your playoff prediction was going to be like, I think it's going to be a one nil away and a two, two at home. And then no, we're just going to win. Like, no, win. My prediction <laughs> is that we're going to win it. The thing we're going to win all. Of yeah. It. We're going to, we're going to win the thing to get the, the trophy, the microwave plate. We're going to win it. You heard it. You heard it here. first. <laughs> uh, vamos at Letty. Everybody. Vamos at Letty. We'll see you next week.